Hello, everybody. And before we get into this week's episode, let me once again thank from the bottom of my heart the Second Print Comics Podcast and the great host Mark M. Remzo for sponsoring this week's show. Now, right now, just whatever you're listening to this on, type in Second Print Comics if you haven't already, which you probably should have. And I'd probably be a little pissed off if you haven't already. But if you haven't, go and type in Second Print Comics. And when it pops up, you subscribe to their awesome podcast and just go right into it and listen to this past week's review of the Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania movie review. They ended up reviewing it and then even by the end ranked the Ant-Man movies, which was pretty funny hearing them argue about that. And I really did laugh when they were talking about MODOK, of course, but it's a really, really good show. I have, I'm not a movie guy. I don't really go to the movies, right? I'm a little cheap. I don't like to spend the kishunda. So I'd rather just listen to Mark and Remzo talk about them. And that's how I've gotten through, say, uh, Wakanda Forever and the Ant-Man and many, many more. And that is the, you know, full deal of their podcast. They don't just talk comics. They talk about a bunch of things, movies, TV shows. They have interviews, all of that, all wrapped into one. And what is called the Second Print Comics Podcast. So do yourself a favor and go over and subscribe there. Now, that's not all, though. It's like the Ginsu knife. We still have more. I don't know if Remzo could cut through a can and then cut through a tomato. I bet you he could, though. But if you don't just like to listen to things, you can go over and watch things. You can go to their YouTube channel and watch their shows live. And that is, again, just looking up Second Print Comics on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and hit the notification so you know when all the shows will end up hitting. So there's that. There's so much more, though, because there's also their Patreon, which I am a patron. I have been for quite some time now, and I think that they do great work. I am very proud to say that I'm a patron of theirs and don't even bat an eye uh, for supporting them because I think they deserve it full out. But here are the full links to the show like i said go and look up second print comics podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts look up second print comics on the youtubes also go and follow mark and remzo on twitter and instagram at second print pod see it all makes sense then go to the website secondprintcomics.com and finally join me over at their patreon at patreon.com slash second print pod do all that i'll see you there and thanks again mark and remzo off to the show Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 475. 475. Is that a milestone? Is that an anniversary, anniversary? Jim? Obviously. It is. And a little old school, America's sweetheart. I was actually going to suggest this week that you go back to that. That is very weird. We're in I tune. wasn't going to suggest it, but I... You, I usually like to read the books, and if something like pops out, I mean, like, oh, I just want to reference this thing. I didn't have that this week at all. And anything that I wanted to use would have been a mouthful that I would have had to over-explain, <laughs> and I would have fucked it up the entire time. So, like, America's sweetheart, it is. How how about if I would have said, and I'm the Jimmy who doesn't care? Would would that be good? Would that would you know what I, I just, meant by that? I don't that? know what's different. 
That was well, really. That, that's more. Well, I care about you, Eric. I was I was suggesting Liar. that was part of the Joker. The guy who stopped the laughter is what oh. I was going because I even wrote that in my notes. I put that on the Jimmy who stopped tearing, Eric. But that's a little bit of a foreshadowing. But don't for worry, everybody. On. You'll get that note when we get to the Joker, the man who stopped laughing. Exactly. I just want to throw some shade at the beginning. Notes. I want to tell everybody I am not <laughs> feeling very well right now. I didn't like this issue very much. I note taken. Well, actually, I'm telling you, that's my note. I'm Jimmy, the guy who stopped caring. It actually is. I even I ended up, I'll give myself credit because I don't really remember oh, writing that down. But I ended up actually proper punctuation there as well. I'm glad that I did that, Eric. Look at you uh, doing yes, it. Yes, I did it. He's an adult, everybody. Welcome to the official unofficial podcast of the Weird Science podcast website. All of the family of everything. Welcome, all you weirdos and everybody here in the Get Fresh crew. And we have five books. Maybe some news, maybe some reviews, maybe even some pews, Eric, if you get what I mean. I don't. We're going to church, Neil? Undies. Well, we are oh. in the church scene in one of the books, see? This is the reason why you didn't do that nonsense with your name, because now I have to explain everything. I will tell everybody I feel like crap. There you go. I know that that is not anything different, but no. I think I'm actually sick. Right now, I don't get sick that much. I do get tired, but not sick that much. I took a lot of night. You just feel like crap a lot, but not sick. Yeah, this is weird. I, I can't. I, it doesn't feel like I'm getting a full breath when I end up talking. I'm I'm running out of breath a lot, Eric. And I don't. Did you Did you run up the stairs to uh, start recording tonight? No, well, I did, but that was a while yeah. back. I'm just saying. Yeah. I ended up. I was doing a bunch of parody songs, and I ended up having to ditch some of them because I just couldn't get full lines out it was weird i mean i have chills eric they are multiplying as, as you know Papa can't <laughs> preach because he can't get his breath I back can't. oh my god danny Ayala. when we end up going through these books you'll see that we may not love every one of them but we're gonna have some fun with that and i think that that's one of the things that i realized this week as i was perusing oh, <laughs> around the world of the internets and bread and stuff yeah, like an that epiphany, everybody hold on let's listen Cardi. Let's get into this. Let's listen. Yeah, right. What's your epiphany? epiphany? I think that a lot of times when people say, oh, those guys are so negative, they tend to think that it's like in an angry, like combative way. And sometimes sometimes we do get there. But yeah. I think it's more of the idea that we end up just having fun and we end up poking fun at some things. We're trying to. I try to think, or at least I think that we're a little more of just a fun-based angry than just straight up, you know, spitting hate and vitriol. That's and what I think, right? There may be vendettas, and you may hear that later, Eric, but I don't know. We have a bunch of Gotham kind of books, a little bat family yeah, four, stuff going. Four out of five books are Batman essential, like essential, essential books, pretty much. You know, Batman-associated books. That is uh, something that continues to be a problem for some people, but I do kind of like some of these, so you'll see. But yeah, hey, everybody, welcome to The Suck. And with that, please go oh, over to... The Twitters at Weird Science DC, and you could talk to me about all sorts of things. I ended up sending out a tweet about the big news with Tom King on Wonder Woman, Cy Spurrier on The Flash. And oh, this sounds like backdoor shade. Well, no, I just ended up saying that, and then I ended up maybe arguing with somebody about Wonder Woman, now, but that's fine. Uh, with, with, with all the news that you put out there, was any of it like, you know, man, I can't wait to tell people about this because I'm so positive about it. I kind of was excited about the Steelworks book written by Worf. 
<laughs> I actually don't mind that. I was that. until I realized that Worf was writing it. And I said that uh, the Hawkgirl stuff, and you'll hear the news later, everybody, in our news section of the podcast. I said I'm going to mix some things in now and again and see what sticks, Eric, like spaghetti on the wall. But I was actually excited a bit for the Hawkgirl book, not because of anything of the announcement, but just that we're getting a Hawkgirl book. And I thought, well, that's cool. Eric Shea, he likes the Hawkgirl. And I'll be all fired up for it. So I like that. And the Steelworks book we have been looking forward to. But I'm wary of the Tom King Wonder Woman, as you'll hear. And also, I don't get the size spurrier flesh. That is a head scratcher indeed. I knew it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a head scratcher. And I'm not really fond of size spurrier. As you know, I'm more of a Simon Spurrier fan. Uh, in not. all of that, no, I'm not. I'm not actually. I'm not actually a fan of any name that he goes by. But I said in it, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. We always do, and everybody can strike gold somewhere, right? Strike gold, Eric. Eventually, gold the Joker, the man who stopped laughing, could get good. We're just gonna have to wait and see. Well, that's not true. But uh, with that too, <laughs> if you remember, I've said it, and you, I've just said wait it to you. See. The idea the that magic. I kept saying. Until DC gets rid of Clunrads, I will not take this, you know, dawn of DC really seriously that they are trying something new. Uh, it's be careful what you wish for, but they're doing something. I, it's going to get a lot of people talking. You're I'll tell you that. A lot of people talking. Also, go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com for reviews, mainly from Gabe. This is where insert Gabe. shade. <laughs> ah, Gabe. Gabe had some weird ideas on some of the books this past week, but that's what's cool about it. Everybody has their own opinion. Most of them are, you know, legit, except mine, it seems, are just thrown at me that it's a vendetta. It really lessens everything that I do. It's not just that. It's just the way you talk about it and the people involved with them. That's because I'm an emotional fellow. I I end up, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Of the epiphany, Jim. It's not about you don't have to be depressed about the books. You can have fun talking about books you don't necessarily enjoy. Is it sometimes fun to yell and scream about things? I think so. I will give you a bit of Only a... Only when people film it and put it on the internet to make that person look like a dick. Maybe. So you're like what you're saying now is I'm the Karen of reviews. Yes. I don't, I don't yes. think I like that, Eric. Oh, Karen Werner, calm down. <laughs> I don't have a manager oh, for you to talk God. to. Let me see the manager. I ended up bringing that up on the Star Wars podcast this past week because I ended up saying, you know, the mythical creature, the Karen. They should uh-huh. make something with that and the Karen, right? It'd be great, the mythical Karen. I thought I was on to something, Eric. It doesn't Karen? sound doesn't find no, out it's actually the way that it's pronounced in everything else I, they I say hear Karen. It so, yeah, pronounced it's pronounced so, so different many. and i and even when i look at it i'm like i don't know how i'm Sharon. gonna pronounce it this time around it's a j-ron some old j-ron hey, hey, what's up with j-ron i end up with that but i thought it was funny in that it doesn't make much sense here but again Eric, i'm just gonna to blame it. well i'm gonna blame everything on the night is how i'm gonna run this here show That's just bad choice making also go to our youtube channel it is weird science comics where you can get reviews and some news and some skews all of that stuff over there as well and then go to our patreon patreon.com slash weird science where you get a bunch of things and please don't think like, oh, why would I go there to hear more hate? All the stuff mainly over at the right Patreon thing. is very much positive, except for that oh. person who's making up those sexy names. That's not so positive, Eric. I don't like that. But yeah, they most of the stuff. Badass level money, they can do what they want. Damn right they can. You can just, here's the play here on the show, and we 
done this a bunch of times. And I will say that the reason I'm going through this a little bit different is the idea that there seems to be a lot more people listening right now. So I wanted to welcome welcome them, Eric, if I could talk. We're going to welcome you. Well, we're going to welcome you big. You're like the ring big girl. Time. <laughs> so with all of that, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, I remember. We would say this a lot back in the day. We end up reviewing most of the books each week. It's not something that we can really control if we like the stuff or not. It's our honest opinion. But when you do stuff on the Patreon, you can kind of pick and choose what you do. So you pick good things, Eric, is what we end up doing. That's so, what I so wanted let, to let, say. Let me listen. To, let me break this whole down. You're sitting there. I'm like, man, a lot more people are listening. I'm going to mm-hmm. have to welcome a lot of people up into this Welk, whole thing because they're Eric. listening for the first time. Well, better take a shitload of NyQuil. Yeah. That's well, really. If you want to get old school, Eric, and you ended up saying America's Sweetheart, which I do love, and I think a lot yeah. of people do as well. And there's been a lot of wacky shows in the past where I've done NyQuil or, you know, I got Adderall, all this stuff. Yeah, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, you took, you took yeah. things you weren't supposed to take. Yeah. aren't really exactly. good for you during our, our I don't podcast. know what's going on right now, but yeah, I wanted to welcome everybody <gasps> to I the do. show. So I decided to be altered for some reason. Maybe I was nervous, though. Maybe I was scared of all of the attention because, you know, I don't like that attention. No. I am seriously, I'm not like new jeans. Why would you think that, Eric? New jeans. Hey, everybody. The Patreon again is patreon.com slash weird science. And here is a shout out (laughs) to this past week. We ended up doing our Patreon spotlight. That is our Patreon only podcast that we do each Thursday night where me and Eric do two DC books. Not picked by us, but picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. And to listen to that, you go over to the Patreon, you subscribe, and if you want to be a badass and get to pick the books, you just go all the way to the top level, and then you end up getting to pick most of the stuff that we end up doing. But right now, Eric, it is time for... But what did they pick this week? Oh! Yeah, I'm having problems. Monkey Prince number 12. Finale. The finale? Finale it is. Finale, as I say. And Adventures Weird. of Superman, John Ron. Kent, number one. Oh, the beginning. Yes, a finale and a beginning. But if you read the Monkey Prince number 12, you'll know by the end of the, the issue. Yeah. That's only the beginning, too. That's, <laughs> really, I don't know what they were doing in that. <laughs> but yeah, we ended up talking about that. We had fun talking about those two. And we end up extending things, having a little fun by the end I'll of put, those Patreon way. Spotlight episodes. I would love to think that you enjoy things you just want to act like you don't. You're the Kurt Cobain of, of podcasting, Eric. You can't let the joy out. You it's only true. let the heroin in. And here is what we do here Chiron. for the <laughs> Charons. Here are the <laughs> badasses with our badass roll call. All right, Eric, here we go. I think that this podcast is going smooth. Smooth as silk it is. Oh, my goodness. It's a milestone anniversary. Michael Jordan, Eric K, double K, Jeffrey Greek, Stephen Bat, Dad Mitchell, The Annihilator, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Stork, Michael S, Cam, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby, Francisco L. Rock III, Niels Tewart, David Fink, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42, to you and me, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky, Poca Face. <laughs> oh, you son of a gun. Weird. Mark Jager. It's, like, it's like that show. Uh, really? I was thinking more it was like Lady Cuckus. Mark Jager, Ruben, Carlos, No Wolf, Marv, Matt, Rapier, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, 
Man, ship, maybe alive, don't know. Andrew in Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark B. Muir, that's Brandy Murray, Double A, Ron, and shout outs to the all time greats, Rob Lewis. Miss him a lot. And, and Reggie. Reggie. I ended up reading a review of Reggie's this past week. I ended up looking up a bunch of things. Incoherent Saw gibberish. some things. It, it actually, I forget what it was. I was going to send it to you. It ended up pretty much making fun of me and you. I don't know why the Daredevil's blind when everybody knows that he's dead. I love the idea. When, when you look up stuff with Reggie, it, it, like you know when it's a Reggie thing. If you're like, oh, weird science talking about Dial H. Yeah, that's Reggie. Weird yeah. science talking about creatures commandos. That's Reggie. So good when he ends up doing that nonsense, but miss him and Rob. Uh, hopefully they're up there probably making fun of us right now. But like we said, we have five books. We have some news. We have a bunch of other things. I'm going to gather my thoughts there. I'm scattered as always. Oh, but God. I think that that's what you have come to expect from me, and I do not want to disappoint. The four corners of the earth to find <laughs> them thoughts. Wanna, those thoughts are in the ether, Eric. They're in the Phantom Zone, and who knows? How that's playing out. Oh, my God. They're in the ether. Oh, my God. Here we go. Tear, tear, Charon, Charon. That's how I used to say it, Charon, now that I say that out loud. But I ended up looking it up just to make sure. And it was this guy. And he's like, the right pronunciation of Charon. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, pal. But I always go to this guy to see how you pronounce uh, different words in manga and anime. I'm running scared, Eric. I get called out all the time. Two things that I can't do with manga and anime. I can't recognize Read. the sex of the characters. I'm always wrong. And also the idea of the names I have problems with. But hey, I have my thoughts and dreams on my sleeve, Eric. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Off off to the books right and now. Nothing selling but Batman. And that's the reason that DC is real And I keep backing like the blind man Don't know what room they're reading And this is how they reward me This is how they reward me For how loyal I am This is how they reward me For how loyal I am They won't ever say sorry I'll give it a shitty stories Reviewers mistaken That's the golden age that they're faking I'm not wrong, this shit's down So review comes, they all grovel These are words in my head Scream all these rules, good, yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah No, no That is Shade, Eric. That is a Shade song, and everybody loves the Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. I tried to do that song last night, and it was really late, so I was like trying to sing it really soft. It wasn't working, Eric, but today, with my crazy sickness, it worked out. You're crazy, okay. made up sickness? Yeah, I just ended up where I don't really have a Batman song for this Chip Zdarsky stuff, and we don't have a Flash song, so I figured I'd throw some shade in the song like I do. But with all of that, Eric, we do have a section of books with two pretty much bangers, as Jenny would say if I had the sound effect, but... I'm wrong turn. This is Batman Bitch. It is going to be Batman Bitch from the old wrong turn, but... 
in that, I ended up not hearing much talk about either Batman or Flash this week, and I was yeah. kind of worried about it. And so when I went How in, I'm like, were well, you? well, I oh was my. real worried. <laughs> Is that the How worried were you? <laughs> I ended up like it just seemed weird. I that wasn't really anybody saying anything about it. Especially for what I'm considering two top tier books. Exactly. And the weird play was, I don't know if you saw this, but Chip Zdarsky ended up announcing that he was going to end his run on Daredevil by putting out a picture that everybody immediately thought was Batman and even had news reports that it was Batman. I thought Reggie was Batman, actually, <laughs> when the people were doing it. But you did have to look because it looked like a Batman mask on fire. You couldn't really see the horns. As much as they but should have been. Did you see it, the bat ears? That, well, no. You no. Couldn't. But they, you that's couldn't. the thing. I think it was on fire. It was a bit horny. <laughs> oh, though, shit. Eric. It's not fire. <laughs> it was straight fire. Well, that's a horse of a different color. And people, because it ended up saying ending in August, people kind of assumed, okay, well, everything that was announced starting up in September, that would make sense. But it, it wasn't that. <laughs> it was Daredevil. And so then I'm like, okay, in this Chip Starsky book, the weird play about it is people were really adamant about not liking it at one point, and it has turned around. Me and you, Good. like, you've liked it more than I have, but I still were, was enjoying it. Chip Starsky, one of my favorite writers. So with all of that, I think that as we're, you know, kind of settling down in this whole Elseworlds type multiverse, whatever it might be, I think it is a lot more interesting and a lot better written than some of the other times that we've gone into these things all i can think of every time that i read it is that tom king bullshit with booster gold and this is a lot better than that eric i'll tell you that (laughs) yeah you don't end up where right from the get-go you don't you don't see booster gold looking like pc principal (laughs) remember when i put that and i thought we were (laughs) i cracked the code and also the idea where he thought it was cool that that how jordan killed himself i'm like yeah i don't think i like this story but you know booster I am digging this story, and that's what we're going to start with right now. But before I do go on, you can go over to our website, as I said before, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and see written reviews of these two books, at least, from Gabe. And he has a little bit of a differing opinion than us, so it's not like, oh, I'm going to go over there. What's, what's old Gabe say? He don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, so, but it is a different opinion, so it's right. not just like, hey, go over there and read what we just said. It is a different like we used to. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did used to do that, Eric. See, we were dummies back then. Now we're getting better. We're better. <laughs> we're 75. Here we go. We're going to start off with Batman. Batman 133. Written by Chip Zdarsky. Art by Mike Hawthorne, Adriana Benedetto, Tomé Moray, and Clayton Coles. Oh, I don't my, recognize Eric. this Mike Hawthorne, but I really do enjoy the way this book looks. Yeah, it looks really, really good. Uh, I like the colors in it. Uh, I like the inks, Eric, and the lettering is to oh, perfection. Yeah. It uh, I looks like, good, everybody. I, I do like the story. I like the pacing of it. And the weird play of it is, is I think that Chip Zdarsky is giving you a, just enough Batman in this. Because if you go too heavy, then you're not going to get the lay of the land. And I'd rather see the lay of the land here. And when we start off with this Riddler, I thought, you know what? The Riddler asking Riddles jacked up, right? And asking, and this is the thing. I don't mind the jacked up Riddler when it's an Elseworlds type multiverse thing. I love the way this guy looks. Oh, I love it. And I love the question mark there, right? In in this crazy world of Gotham where they release fear toxin into the air to try to give people the crane brain so they can go and pretty much 
like throw the like throw them in Arkham and throw away the key so that Red Mask apparently has test subjects for whatever the hell he's doing there. You're pretty much just making sure that everybody in Gotham, if they come in sight of any authority figure, the rest is getting locked up. And you have Riddler pretty much on education duty who goes around asking children. I think that's so cool. If they can't answer his riddles, you know, like everybody in Gotham in the normal universe, they're going to the Arkhams. They're going to the Ar- I love the idea that because the Riddler, that's his thing, right? He can't escape the riddles, Eric. So you could say that in the chat, you, you could even say, like, why even bother asking the riddles? You're just going to take them in Obsession. anyway. But he has to do it. And I love it's such a weird, neat thing of the Riddler ask you a riddle. And if you don't guess it, you get taken to Arkham. Like, oh, you're insane. You go up and I'm oh, like, God, that is really it's the Arkham Inquisition. Yeah, and so with that, you do end up where we get Bruce is going to now be the Batman. He realized that this guy does need a Batman. The world without a Batman. Yeah, and and the weird play is, is that we ended up where there was a Bruce Wayne. I didn't quite get if there might have been some sort of Batman before, and the play with nope. Failsafe was, hey, I'm going to send you where there isn't a Batman anymore. But no, there was no Batman. So I think that's a really cool play here that they are aware that Oh no, Bruce Wayne, he should be dead. Why is he here? But this Batman's totally the weirdest new, and I part think about cool. this whole thing is that the idea that we have going on here, and I can't wait to see it explode because it actually got me kind of like excited a little bit. I don't know, like it's it's weird saying excited about something like this, but just the idea that you have Bruce Wayne in a world without a Batman. Bruce Wayne decides, well, fuck, this place is awful. I better Batman the hell up and show the city what the hell they're missing. And he does. And you get to see a prime raw Batman that the criminals have never seen before and just instantly Fear the hell out of him and get the crap kicked out of him by him and just start spreading the like the, the mystery and the awe of the Batman through the streets and underworld of God. Love all of that. But when you have Batman go and dig up the Bruce Wayne of this world who was like killed before and he just decided he wasn't going to do anything like but like give his family's money away. So you have social programs, hospitals, pretty much do what a lot of people think that Bruce Wayne in our universe should do is give all his money away to try to help the city and the underprivileged. This guy did this. Now he's dead. Bruce Wayne is digging up this dead guy's body. He's, he's kind of confronted by Alfred, who's like, oh, my God, you're, you're Bruce Wayne. But besides that, he takes this Bruce Wayne, this dead Bruce Wayne, to one of the Wayne facilities. And I think it is kind of weird that you put him in some kind of MRI machine and Batman's are like, this guy has multiversal energy in him. I'm like, I don't know what readings you're getting from this, but it's crazy. <laughs> That's but some crazy MRI, right? So it seems like the Batman or the Bruce Wayne of this world might not be from this world. And I'm starting to think that the Bruce Wayne of this world it's actually Red Mask, and he got a different Bruce Wayne to bring to this world and then killed him off. That might be. The only weird play in that is they kind of mention that, right? It might be the Red Death. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 that'd be crazy because you do end up having what looks like speed Red force powers. Speed so, force powers. Yeah, that is crazy. Now, in that you do have the, I don't know who this Red Man it might be Bruce Wayne for all I know. It seemed like that would have been a weird way to like present it, but in that I am excited about this. The only thing that I'm worried about is that by the time we're done, I'm going to want to stay here and not go. But what I also like about it, when you do see, you know, I am vengeance, you end up having it's a it's a Bruce Wayne Batman that the people in this world react to as a year one. But this is like for the first time. Yeah, I thought that that was a really cool idea. That's that is such the coolest idea. You get an experienced Batman. Not like you have a detective comic who's old and can't do shit. But you have a Batman here who is pretty much like he got the shit kicked out of him by failsafe. I'm not going to lie about that. But he's pretty much 
back in action, back in his prime, knows everything that he needs to know about these people, and they don't know anything about him, and he can put the fear of the Bat God into yeah. him. I thought that was great. I actually thought at one point that he was going to call himself the Bat God. He ends up like, listen, I'm Batman. I'm Bruce Wayne. I do shit. I can, when he ends up talking to this Julia. Multitasker. When, Jules, and he says, I'm a multitasker. I can do all that together because you know. And I'm like, well, he's going to say it. He's going to say it because this isn't. This is why when people end up. Here's the problem. Is the idea of, of pish-poshing the Bat God. That's fine if you get. 10 straight years of Bat God. Then it gets a little bit, and then people go overboard where Batman doesn't struggle at all. But when you show him struggling, he got the crap kicked down by Felsey. Yes, he jumped from the moon and landed on a cover for two weeks in Atlanta. So with all that, it's like the combo of, and I thought that the Bat God stuff at that point was being used to show you just how big a threat Felsey was, because this guy can jump from the moon come to earth but yet fail safe took so him down cool. but when you do end up having say you know a tom king run of batman it's, i'm not even pish pushing and i'm not saying it was bad yeah. good or indifferent but you end up with that then we go Give a second to after that to tynan you end up having joshua williamson and then you end up having a series of don't batman, think about all the stuff in detective comics batman dying and then detective comics let's throw it in even with brand v but even with mariko tamaki Batman never does his job well. He ends up getting dead. He gets dead, Eric. And also, he 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 constantly loses Gotham. And so when we do then, in that sort of tapestry, get a Bat God, it's actually almost refreshing. It's To me, it's as refreshing as when you have tons of Bat God and then show the man behind the mask. You know what I mean? I like this different. I like seeing Batman actually succeed. Yeah. yeah, and I like when he ends up, you know, going in, but they're still doing I know that it's weird that a MRI machine showing multiversal energy, but at least he's doing something. I don't know what this is, but I, I just feel that for some reason in a underprivileged area of Gotham where you have all this medical equipment for people who need it, I just don't think it would be able to pick up multiversal energy. Is Here's all I'm what saying. gets me is again, if that was set up to actually do that and bruce wayne set that up or whatever then yeah straight up you know red mask is up to something because nobody in this like alfred doesn't react of oh the multiverse oh i i know about that because that's something big known here in this world because we even have so big known. mri machines with that <laughs> pick that shit up it was a weird play we got that a real that, but- problem with doppelgangers around here we got to check everything up and everyone i think that the only way you can play this and maybe this is the smart way to play it eric is the idea that it is a radiation that nobody would normally recognize but because batman Possibly. knows what it is he's like okay this other ray but it's almost like he's like beep, boop, boop. He gets the readout. He's like, yep. wait a minute. I'm going to go a level deeper. Boop, beep, boop. And then all of a sudden, like a machine that should never be able to do what it's doing suddenly does it. But it's intriguing. It's intriguing that there's multiversal energy and what could that mean? I'm at a medical care center with a dead body scanning it for multiversal energy. And I, I do like also in this, not that you're really playing it as much with the Batman character, but you kind of can go with it. Like we said about Riddler. He can't. He can't get past the riddles. He's always going to trip over them. It's always going to be his thing. So he said, but it almost plays off with Bruce. Like there he is. He's Batman again. He can't. He can't help himself. He can't help but trust the Selena Kyle either, even though he knows he shouldn't. He, I like that play where he knows he kind of has to trust her a bit, but he's trying to convince himself, like play it smart. And he can't. He he really can't. He tr- you know he trusts her, and 
And she's yeah. very sassy, Eric, in this. And I do like her, too. Sexy, is what I would say. That as well. But you end up where that red mask, I mean, you want to make him sus, he just punches her right in the face. Oh, my goodness gracious. You don't even have to have the idea that he punched Selena Kyle in the face to make him sus, because the reason that he punched Selena Kyle in the face is because she had an objection to him experimenting on children. And then oh, slap, you. and like, I will do what I want, bitch. And now all of a sudden, Selena Kyle's like, I got to go find another Bruce Wayne who's called himself Batman now, like a real nut job. I got to tell him. I'm on your side now because this asshole Red Mask, he's hurting kids, and I ain't about that. And this is the classic play, and I do like this. I actually mention it in a Ultimate Daredevil and Electra issue where they end up, when mob bosses are involved in a story like this, you end up having, you know, the geeky account. They always smack that guy around and yell. I'm like, why are you? That's the one person that can end up taking you down. Why are you there? And in this Red Mask only has a couple people who are seemingly he in this has kind of inner city. circle, right? But he's slapping it. She's just going to end we up. We have only going seen Judge Den and Edward Nigma right now. I'm sure he has the entire rogues gallery since they are pumping the crane brain into everybody. So, and everybody's jacked up on Venom, it seems like, too. So I'm sure he has an entire rogues gallery under his thumb. And I want to suspect they're all fucked up on Venom. Well, they might be here, but still. You don't punch Selena Kyle. He's not a straw man no more. He's a muscle straw That'd be man. Funny. Scarecrow's the one guy who's like completely sane. He's like, I don't know what they're talking about. This crane brain. This <laughs> is a bunch of bullshit. Uh, but I do like the, you know, the lay of the land. As I said, I do like the progression of this. And I think that Chip Sadarsky is doing a really good job of giving you just enough to intrigue you, to keep you guessing, and go forward with that. that by the end, I want more, but not in the way that I think I was ripped off. I, I want more because I'm really getting into the story. It is a bit of a slower burn to get to this point, but at this point, I'm fully in. And I do enjoy kind of, like you said, guessing who this red mask might be and, and what's going on. we're going to go with this whole thing and what's actually going on. Because even the idea of the Arkham Asylum, which we've been talking about this entire arc so far, there is no Arkham Asylum as you and I would know it, but it turns out... They have it all under Gotham, this entire facility, and it's the Arkham Caves. And I want to know, and even the idea of calling it the Arkham Caves, this is played back in the idea that he is a Bruce Wayne. Instead of a Bat Cave, you have the Arkham Caves. And I was disappointed, though, that it wasn't called the Arkham Underground. Yeah, that's true. That would have been pretty cool. And and so with this, too, the big play with Bruce is he does want to get a hold of the Joker. He ends up talking about that. That's Darwin Halliday and how he's involved in all this. The guy here who's the Joker but never became the Joker. And it's just such a weird idea that you have, you know, pretty much people are on the pseudo same path that they are on in our universe. And if you think back to how continuity's been working out, whether you want to go with the Killing Joke origin of the Joker and how Jeff Johnson did with the three Jokers and stuff like that, making him Jack Osborne white. This failed comedian who had one bad day. Kick-ass guitarist, right? How does, no, not that one. No, no, not that guy. But how does that guy go from that to this Darwin Halliday, the switch socialite? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how that well, works. Well, I was thinking about the idea, say a Riddler. The Riddler was kind of the Riddler before Batman. Batman didn't make him the Riddler. He was a kid. You know, and again, you have. Snazzy. He ended up, yeah, and he ended up, though. You know, elevating things and characters change with the deal, but the Joker straight up, you know, seems to be something they're going with the idea that without a Batman, he wouldn't have been. He just never got married, saved his money, and now he's rich. Yeah, and he's doing his things. He's in hiding, all of that going on. Also, you have to go with the idea that I hope that it plays out in a smart way with this red mask, that because he's there, that kind of diverted some paths as well in different ways and how. 
he has turned this world into this. So I now, like District that. Attorney Harvey Dent never became Two Face. What he became was a lunatic detector jacked up on Venom. Yep, who thinks he's Judge Dredd. And so you end up where you, the divergence. You have Batman go and dig up his body, and I do like the idea. It makes sense in the progression, somewhat of, of Alfred saying, "I saw you at that party. How dare you? I mean, I should hit the deal. How dare you? How you dare know, Bruce you? is dead, and I figured that you'd be here digging up bodies. I came here to look at this, and here you That's are. Where my mind would go. It really is one of those plays that it looks so bad for what Bruce is doing. I mean, actually. Don't know when any time you're digging up a dead body would look good, but it looks really, really bad. When you're testing for vampires, you try to keep everybody safe. Well, obviously, that is true. I should have had that. How about if you're looking the for wolf the Wolfman, Eric? Maybe the fuck are you digging up graves for? Alfred never really Dolores comes bullshit. to a place in this where he ends up like, "Oh my God, Bruce, come here and hug your old man." But he does end up getting so sad that he just lets Batman walk away with the body. Well, even the idea, it's like, here's Alfred with the shotgun. Like, how dare you disrespect Bruce do, Wayne though. by digging him up here? It's like, look, how I know you? you're a kind man who stood the evil. I'm here to do just that. I know this because I was raised by an Alfred Pennyworth. And so... Put the gun down. I'm just going to drag this body out while you stare at me. All right. All right. <laughs> that made me laugh. That made me laugh. He's like, he's so depressed at that point that he doesn't know what to do. He just looks Look, down crying. Oh, man, I got to find out who killed me. And he's just, I don't know what's happening anymore. I'm just going to kneel down here, cry a little bit in the man, rain. Man, he's going to cry. He's probably going to shoot in the air uh, a la lethal weapon, maybe. Can't trust vampires, Jim. You can't trust vampires, Eric. So we do know that. But yeah, that's when he takes the body. Break. Well, maybe that as well. Everybody does that, Eric, when they're cool. But yeah, you go and while this is going down, now with Batman showing his hand, this is where Dent, he's big. I want this guy. Hand him to me. I want in. And I do like this. And I like the narration. Again, it is the Bat God, kind of. But I don't mind the Bat God here. Oh, this is a showdown. It's badass. They don't know what they're going up against. They have no idea. They, they are don't know not what prepared they're in for. for this. They don't. They end up, and you end up having Bruce say he's going to take advantage of that. Ain't he's nobody prepared. stood up to Judge Ted before. <laughs> he knows what to do. Yeah, he says they're all hopped up on the goofballs and all that, but he ends up, and I love the play. A lot of times, I'll tell you, Eric, I get confused. I'm not a smart fellow. I'm not a, a good-looking man. But when I've you end you. up where the progression is, you know, Hulk Dent, who picks up a car, and I see the zip line go around his ankle, and he pulls him like, I get it. That is a really good move, and it really played out well. Crushes him with the own car that he tried to lunge oh, at him. so good, and I do like And then there's punches in the face with an I am justice. Yeah, yeah, it's now great. You might say that's hokey, but nobody in this universe has heard that shit before, so it's brand new. It's, it's brand new. It is fresh. It's fresh shit talk, Eric. He can say this shit. Nobody's going to call his ass out. That's right. They're like, oh, you always say that. They can't say it. First time. <laughs> it's a fresh start. Even when you have the rest of the GCPD here are working for Red Mask and all that stuff, who are backing up Judge Dent, he ain't never seen Judge Dent go down. So even when Batman takes Judge Dent down, he's like, he looks at them. They're all afraid. What are you waiting for? And he just said, they all just turn around and run away. I'm like, you're damn right. This yeah, is the Batman cool. that I want to see. And we're not getting it on a universe. I'm happy to have here. And that's what I love this idea. You almost get Swear to me. Not, <laughs> but it almost ends up being like a time travel back to year one, but prepared for it. And I love that feel. I love the idea that he is here even more Bat God because they've never witnessed Batman and he doesn't need to learn anything. So far. You know, so he ends up going and I think it's very fun and it's very 
it, it's very cathartic to see Batman actually just beat the shit out of somebody that we haven't had that happen in quite some time. And then Selena comes down and, you know, kind of sees what's going down. I think that she knows which horse to get behind in this race and also is really mad oh, yeah. at the Red Mask. And then when, when you end up where at one point Bruce is going to say to Selena, listen, did you see this? Right? Did he, you know, punch any ladies? And she's like, yeah, he punched up that. That's Bruce Wayne. I know one thing about Bruce Wayne. He loves getting handsy with the ladies. <laughs> he ended up, when he ended up punching Harper Rowe in the face, that's all I thought about while I was reading this. I'm like, yep, that's Bruce Wayne. But I do think that we're kind of led to believe that that might be you know, a Bruce Wayne in there as this red mask. But I, like I said, when Selena kind of says that, I thought, well, that's a little bit of a dupe, but we'll see. With the, the whole I idea the red of mask a speed force, is the Bruce Wayne of this world so who faked crazy. his death with a multiversal Bruce Wayne to go and do whatever crazy shit he plans on doing here. That's such a weird callback to the one of the Batman who's and go back to that whole play is, is very again, odd. I don't but, know if it's the Red Death, but how often do you see a Batman with Speed Force powers? I know, and that was a big tell. And, that was and something I think, Actually, I should have looked it up before we got on tonight, but I didn't do my due diligence, apparently. But I don't think that Red Death died during Metal or uh, Death Metal. So, like, he got away? He got Red Mask now. Maybe, you know, he's just changing his name a little, right? Yeah. I don't know. And he has Speed Force powers. He can go multiversal. And and if it is that, I don't mind, as long as it isn't the Batman of left. I'm sick of that guy, but Red Death, whatever, no, that's not bad. And that's when Selena, by the end, says, you know, hey, this whole play with Arkham, it's the Arkham Caves now. That, that Red Death that was able to purge that awful Barry Allen from his system. Yeah, yeah, that was, you know, that stinking Barry Allen. But when you get to the end where she says we're in the Arkham Caves, I thought, oh, my God, that's so cool. Ah, oh, man, it's over. Like, I really want it more at that point. There's not that many books that I end up feeling that way. And then we go into the backup. The Tim Drake backup. Continues the Tim Drake stuff with Toy Men, which is intriguing. I, I didn't like this backup as much as the others. I thought that I agree. it felt a little bit rushed. You didn't really get to relax well, even the with idea. some of the things. We're trying to understand the gun that Failsafe used to send Bruce to this other world because Tim Drake believes that he's alive and he uses this technology to be sent to this world where he thinks the Toy Man is still alive and hopes to find Bruce Wayne as well. While he's there, he comes across a lot of people that were believed to be turned to mannequins in our world that were transposed to this one where Toy Man is fucking with them in some kind of weird suburb where he has mechanic, mechanical, mechanical mannequins essentially going around and there's an even more evil Toy Man who's dissecting people a la almost a Professor Pig Toy Man. Yeah, and that's now what it's just it like Tim Drake to give these teleportation discs to all the hostages there and also slap one on the Toy Man of our universe to get our ass back home. And this world is just, this weird little backdrop that doesn't really work for me doesn't That's make a lot problem. of sense for what's going on. And it just kind of feels like out of nowhere, especially because we don't know how the ray gun works and why it would send different people to different places or even transpose them with mannequins in our world. It's just kind of a weird situation, but you still get the best Tim Drake in this issue that you have in the DC universe right now. <laughs> there we go. The best. Boosh. It is true. I, I kind of got sick of him just keep mentioning like... <laughs> This and Bruce, and Bruce would like that, and Bruce, we get it. We get it. Look, it's classic Tim Drake for the last 25 years. It just ends up, it's every panel. It almost has him saying, I'm like, I, I get it. But when you go, like you said, this this world they're in is not that interesting. He's just there to get Toy Man because they have to figure out that Kick gun. a lot of ass. And then in that, you have to extend it. So they're like, well, Tim Drake would save everybody, and he does. And you end up having all those people. End get up it, Mr. with Terrific. the disc, and I get there. But really, by the end, you're just like, okay, they have Toy Men. 
Let's find out what's going on to get Batman back. So I thought that that was, you know, fine. This piece by of the trash of is going to get us Batman. <laughs> like when he says that, uh, I like that suit. I don't like when he's wearing the helmet because it looks like pretty much, you know, the Adam. The Adam. But yeah. when he doesn't have the helmet on, I'm like, looks pretty cool. Pretty he's cool. There. Now he looks like bullshit Tron, and I don't mind it, Eric. I'm here for bullshit that. Tron. I'm here for that bullshit Tron. Uh, but what would you give this uh, issue total? The thing is, I'm not a huge fan of the backup. It does what it needs to do to continue our story for where Tim Drake's perspective. But it's not as interesting as the ones we had previously. But the, the main story, the Batman story, boy, I was captivated. Can't wait to see what happens next. I think the entire book looks great. But I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm giving it a 9. And I, I didn't like the backup as much uh, either. But that, that front up. Woo-wee. Without the backup, I'm 8.5. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Without the backup, I'm 13. It's weird. 10. I, I feel like mind. I'm <laughs> yeah. 13. Eric. I'm going to end up grabbing that somebody. Uh, look at me. I'm a boy. I'm a man. What are you talking about? Uh, but we're going to move on to the next book, which, again, is one of the better books at DC, even though it's coming to an end, at least sadly. this run. Yeah, sadly. But what is it, Eric? It is The Flash, number 794, written by Jeremy Adams, with art by Roger Cruz, Wellington Diaz, Luis Guerrero, and Rob Lee. And we continue the one-minute war where previously saw in a what we believe to be a pretty cool last stand for the Flash family against the Fraction. Wally West did not was not able to vibrate through the suicide bombing car that he had to take down the Spire, and everybody believes that old Wally West is dead. And it's just hard for me to believe that because... You know, he's the flash of the book. So just to think that he's dead, like Iris, maybe. I still don't even believe Iris is dead. But Wally West, get the hell out of here. But we have to up the drama right now. And I guess Poppy J. Garrick is not going to be enough, even though he's captured by it. But pretty much this issue of the One Minute War is all about giving Irie West time to shine and also giving her a new code name, Thunderheart. I don't like it. I don't like that Neither name I. for it reminds both of us. We said it's Ironheart. It really reminds you right away. And it's just weird, right? It's such a weird roller coaster I had here. And I, I can't even say it's a roller coaster because it's just pretty much a slope is what I have here. Because I love Irie West. I love when she was Impulse when Kid Flash, like when Impulse himself was Kid Flash at that point. But now she can't be that because Impulse is back as Impulse. But you need a new name. Jay, he's Surge. So what's Irie going to be? And throughout this, they kept talking about the thunder. The thunder. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I'm yelling at the book kind of like, you know, not even just yelling, but it's under my breath kind of talking shit as I'm reading. It's like, God damn it, you called her Impulse, and now you can't call her Impulse because it's another Impulse. Now you're going to call her Thunder when we have another Thunder in the DC Universe. And then they said, Thunderheart. I'm like, fuck, why don't you call her Thunder? (laughs) (laughs) In that Thunderheart, it ends up getting the name from the villain that that I don't like anyway. When I'm reading your mind. It's a blur, a jumble, way of the heart, Thunder. No, no, it doesn't work for me. It does. When you hear Thunderheart, I don't think of speed. I don't think of anything quite like that anyway. And it just, Thunder might have been better, right? I mean, Thunderheart just makes you think of Ironheart. Do Iron you know Heart. that song? I, I can't even remember who what does thunder? it anymore. But think, you, like no, the, no, no, no. The, the whole thing with the, the thunder. You know, like in the chorus where it just keeps saying thunder. Oh, yeah, yeah. The thunder. Like, and I just want you to you do, like, do a parody of that where all of a sudden it's just you in the background. After this, uh, heart. <laughs> heart. And it would be easy to do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I just... I, I thought that it was kind of a force deal. Now, in this, it's kind of a shame. We know that Jeremy Adams' run is coming to an end. I, I had yep. warned everybody about this, said prepare yourself. But we didn't quite know what was going to come next. Now we find out that Cy Spurrier's taking over, and it's Wally. It's Cosmic Horror of Wally. If we didn't have that announcement yet, 
we it might have really put more of an oomph into Wally. Like we would have been talking this week. I do think of man, maybe Wally is going to die because well, they're going to end up having a Barry book, and you're going. I thought it would have been before good... all of this. The idea was that DC wanted to go into a, into a different direction, so that's why Jeremy Adams off this book. So the different direction that you and I thought is like, oh, they want a Barry book because Barry's movies coming out doing all these different things because people love Barry, even though a lot of people love Wally, but Barry is pretty much the face ever since the New Fifty Two and ever since he came back from the dead. So I thought when it's like, all right, a new direction, it's Barry, and then they're like cosmic horror with Wally West. I'm like. Okay, well, like you said, I could, might have been able to believe that Wally, for a time being, like Barry, might have died here, and then we'd get a Barry book going but once we find that book. out, you're just like, okay. And then even in this, Barry says, you know, almost like a tropey deal that and I kind of, you know, rolled my eyes a little bit. I can do this and go back to, so this never happened. I'm like, I, that, that's such a trope, but I kind of don't want Wally dead, so maybe. Obviously. But So in this, and also Iris and you know, everybody involved here. So I don't mind if that's the end, but the Thunderheart stuff, it really did feel like, all right, well, here you go. Jeremy Adams, he ends up bringing the kids back. It's nice enough that they allow him to name her, but it just felt like one of those, oh shit, two minute warning. We better end up doing this or I may not get the chance and and ended up doing it. And I don't like the name. I love Jeremy Adams writing. I think that the book has focused so well on the family. That name, is lame, Eric, to, to rhyme the name there. Is lame. And the thing is, I like Ivory West getting the spotlight and essentially saving the entire Flash family in this because if you remember in the previous issue, she was left behind at Mr. Terrific's lab to watch all of the super people that the Fraction had captured who aren't connected to Speed Force but have time manipulation powers and or fast, something along those lines like Gorilla Grodd, Captain Adam, Superman, Our Man. These people I was supposed to watch out, but this multiver- dark multiversal character, Miss Murder, who works for the Fraction, she shows up to try to take out Irie. And you have a battle that ensues. So this big Miss Murder who's able to read your thoughts and anticipate what you're going to do. And that's why she's so dangerous. She gets the shit kicked out of her by this little girl because Irie all of a sudden can just use Jay as a wrecking ball. And the thing is, like, he's super strong because of the way he's connected to the speed force. But the way that the lightning is like grabbing this frozen boy in time and just it's so weird to me the way around. that, and the idea super strong, which means he's invincible. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. This boy's going to have some bruises. Like you're going to have oh to have God. some kind of invulnerability to in order to have the super strength to do a lot of things because that's just how the body should work. But he's a wrecking ball. This entire issue, frozen in time, and she's just using the lightning and doing. It. I'm like, I didn't really care for the way it was used, and actually, a lot of it. I found kind of confusing at times with how things were working because I, I agree. I thought I thought Jay snapped out of it at the beginning of this book and was able I was to have super strength and super speed. Yeah, and we even said it. I said that I thought with Miss Murder there talking all that shit, right, and doing the somehow the connection of those two there, you'd get the lightning that you kind of get would end up getting Jay involved, and all of a sudden he snaps out of it. But the only thing that I could think she does, I mean, the idea of her saying, you know, he's kind of in the. No, no, that's weird. What I think you could have played up is while he isn't moving, the speed force is still kind of and his bones aren't going to break right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, at one point when she's just throwing, they him don't have enough time to fracture. Like, oh, he's in big trouble. Uh, but then you even get that idea that Superman is able to do that little bit too because he has been trying and trying to react and go, and that was kind of a cool moment. And here's the thing I say about. The name, I still think that Irie is great. I love Irie. I just don't like the name. And all we can all hope is, is that when Barry sets everything back, she doesn't remember that shit and she just goes by something better. But in that, 
maybe that's like an out if people didn't like it. And I wouldn't be shocked. I'm telling you right now. I, I ended up saying about I, I don't know that if I didn't ask Jeremy Adams, he would say I didn't even get the name. That, that's how DC plays it lately, that the editorial ends up making everybody do stuff. So I'm not even going to fully say that it was his deal that he ended up calling her that. But Surge, I got used to. I thought that that was kind of lame well, at the beginning, pop. but I do like that. Yeah, and you get them those colors. It was like that crazy neon green and purple, cool stuff. Uh, but I wanted something that would go well with Surge. And Surge and Thunderheart eh, doesn't really go very well together. So we'd well, have to wait twins, and see. They're their own people. Yeah, yeah, they are. But in that Poppy, he's in trouble. He ended up getting grabbed. Well, Jake Garrick is you, in prison. I want to say that Iris is the focus of this any years, but I think he's a little bit, he, he freaking what's upstaged Irie a little bit because he is, he was stabbed previously. The Miss Murder talks about how your Poppy's been stabbed. And he's not Poppy. doing so well. He's been strapped down by the fraction. He's going to be vivisection so they can figure out like how his organs are so young, even though he's so old. So I like that lines. little like almost a reboot kind of the you know a flashpoint kind of deal or or how the multiverse well, even just keeps the magic in, in general. Itself. How you know he is like you know always like you know rejuvenated with the rest of the JSA. Well, that's when what, you have yeah. the situation, since the flashes are supercharged up, they still have the speed force, even though all the fractions are moving along like with the speed force as well. Our Flash family's faster. When Jay's talking about when he was being interrogated and how, I think your leader went, oh, yeah, he uh, might have loosened the tooth a little bit, and he uses his speed force powers to spit his broken tooth at this dude through his chest to get away like, you are the ultimate badass, Jay Garrett. Yeah, I have is. never seen anybody do anything cooler in my life. And Eric, that is the tooth. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I just cracked myself What time up. is it? It's 2.30. <laughs> it's the tooth. Uh, I thought that that was a badass move, too. I actually was worried that some people would be like, oh, that's so lame. I'm like, oh, that was good. That was good. Even as he is throwing shade earlier to get that tooth knocked loose where he's like oh man this is nothing like i ended up getting this and i'm like oh he did it so i i really did like that and like you said it kind of does upstage but you know what jake garrick doesn't get a lot of spotlight for a long well, while not only so that, he deserves it. the laser that was going to vivic session he spits that tooth at the guy kills him as far as i'm concerned knocks that laser over to like disengage his oh, yeah. shackles that are keeping on the table and it's then like when james he comes bond out the shit right when he, it, it totally is james bond shit but then he comes out of the freaking room to all of these fraction soldiers wielding a big ass gun with his free, you know his yeah. frayed costume to Damn right. like like it's a freaking tooth. action hero i'm like <laughs> you might as well be liam neeson here and someone took your daughter Damn right. I I thought it was really, really fun with that. Now, you do get some little downers, you know, like when Irie finds Whoa, out her dad might be dead, <laughs> comes back like, it can't that, be true. It's drama. not true. Yeah, I like it. The family aspect is so good. They're all together. It's great. But now you have the idea that Wally's dead. Whoever this other, like, you know, multiversal kid the Fraction had that they saved us, can't wait to find out who he is because he kind of saves the day, too, by commandeering Linda and... uh Jesse Quick. Jesse Quick and, and Linda are captured. He commandeers the vehicle, makes sure they get away. But when Irie shows up, we have to talk about the idea that Wally's dead and she's just crying with Linda there. I'm like, it's a great moment. I'm here for the drama all day long, but I am here for when Barry Allen is doing this because we have Barry talking about how, like, you know, what Wally used to say, how the Flash family were better together. He even liked the, uh, about the idea of him calling them the Flash family, and he's sitting there crying thinking about this, and just working on his epiphany, his breakthrough, with the big brain on Barry Allen, trying to figure out how he can go back so the Flash family can stop the fraction. 
This is all great dramatic moments on top of a heaping bunch of action. And that's the weirdest part about it because you have all this action involved with Ivy West. And I love her getting the spotlight. Just don't necessarily love the way it was presented. Plus the idea of her getting this code name. Yes, I want her to have a code name. Just not hip on it right now. Maybe it'll grow on me. But Jay Carrick stole the fucking show with what he's doing. Action portion. But you have a loaded book here with a lot of fun stuff ultimately. Yeah, and and it's a bunch more issues still. We're not done. And so you're going to have an issue that you have to set up some things, but I think that it was done well. And in that, you end up where the only thing that I thought, you do get Irie, she's crying about Wally. Everybody else isn't reacting so much, but you don't have time to just sit around, you know, and weep and cry. And that's where Barry almost goes beautiful mind, where he's, you know, going nuts with the things and doing all his calculations and things. And I like that. Seeing that desperation, because he's not even just, hey, I can bring back Wally, but also Iris as well. Like, this is his idea of thinking, I can do this. And I love the idea that he's doing his big brain stuff. I like that he's writing all those diagrams and things like that. But when you end up having the Jay Garrick stuff, that's the action stuff. And, the, and it's cool, because I didn't expect... Fuck no. Bulked up Jack J at the end. Might as with well that be that gun. here. Oh my god, it's so cool. Oh my god. If he had an eye patch, Call it'd me even better. Oh my goodness gracious. But yeah, I thought that, that was really, really cool. And I liked but, it. But I straight up killed people, Eric. He's oh yeah, well, it's it's a war, Jim. He knows about being in a war, but this whole thing too, I'm a little a little worried about Barry, because when he talks to the rest of the fans, like, I know how to win this war, not just win, but make it so it never happened in the first place. I'm like are you doing anything with time travel? I'm going to kick your fucking ass. You still, well, he's like, gonna. I don't know what you're going to do. You're in a weird speed force bubble right now where you're within a, a whole minute of action right now. I don't know how you're going to make sure it didn't happen. Though. Like, and maybe I'm, just not, I'm not on the trial yet, but I'll get there. I'm like, just don't think about time travel. Leave it off your goddamn mind. If you do a flashpoint type deal, maybe it works here because it is only no. a minute. It's only a minute. You know what I mean? This isn't Shrek. Forever after. There's repercussions. You're going to bring paradox back. Yeah, definitely. You'll have that. But uh, you may have to have just the idea of I. it's going to be to bring back Iris and Wally. I, uh-huh. I go for it. I don't care. It's one minute, Eric. I'm going for it. I'm like, whatever. Honestly, that's not a bad idea, though, because it is. See, that's the thing is going back within that minute time, because we're still within that minute because it's a one minute war for how we're playing off, but everything is supercharged. You going and do that, are you able to break free of this event because everything is affected by the speed force right now? Yeah, I I don't know. And I, I wish that you had more. Or do you take it all with you? Yeah, I don't know. And we said before, we kind of wanted the idea of having reverse flash in this and then the stuff like that going on. But we still end up having a bunch of characters out and about. That we don't know how that's going to work out and whatnot, so I'm excited about it. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Reverse Flash is dead. I wanted the negative Flash. Uh, but again, if we end up thinking this through, if you, you're going to get that 800th issue that's more of a celebration, but then the book goes away for two months and then comes back in September Cosmic with Cosmic Horror. Horror. Is it going to be something that happened with a little wonkiness of time? I don't know. Maybe it will tie into I went that. back in time for like a minute, and all of a sudden, <laughs> Cthulhu is here, and it's Cosmic Horror. Mind oh freak. boy. We're all mind freak from this because of all that going down. But I, I'm interested in it. And just like I said about the Batman book, at the end, I wanted more, especially because it was Jay. When Jay's oh, yeah. there with big-ass gun, you know, BFG, really. Chicken ass to take a Oh, my God. I want more of that, please. Yes, please, I said, Eric. Uh, but 
that's how you do things. That's how you do serial storytelling. Giving me granddaddy there. issues looking oh, at him. Oh my god! I just the idea though. I'm so dumb. Like I hear Poppy, I'm like, okay, yeah, Wally, and then the, and Wally too. I'm like, well, what's going on? Like, what? Oh, that's grandpa. She always calls Jay Poppy. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I just I I can't get used to that, Poppy. I end up laughing. Look, when your kids have kids, make sure they call you Poppy. What book was it that ended up having that Poppy all the time that we ended up laughing so much? It was way back mm, in the poppy. new 50s. Mm, poppy. I can't. Was it like a Future's End type? I don't know. For some reason, I feel it was like a Nightwing, but I don't recall. I don't know why, but I just want to say it was Yolanda Montez because she was No, Yolanda top. Montez was the Red Lantern. Yeah, she going, was so over the top. That. that was so over the top. That's why I thought. But yeah, it ended up being. I think it was a Nightwing type deal uh, back in the day. So, oh, well. But with that, what would you give this? Ultimately, I think this is still a fun issue, but a lot of aspects of it brought my score down a bit. But I think the art's great. I love the focus on that. I just wish it was done a little bit differently in the end, but I'm still having fun with the One Minute War. Can't wait to see where it goes and give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8. I'm like a point above you, Eric, in this and the sexiness scale. we got something scale. to prove. Yeah, and I'm, I'm fighting back at what the vendetta calls were. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, hey, this would be me from now on. Like, hey, but I gave that one issue of the Flash this. No, I will not, because I don't know how positive I'm going to be from here on out. Maybe I am stacking the deck before we get to the second bunch of books. But for the minute, we will go off and. Do some other things, Eric. We'll we see what those war? other things are. Maybe it will be a one-minute war, me trying to get something done in a minute before I pass out. Maybe. But we're going to do something. Before you pass out. We're going to have something coming up next, but then we'll be back with the last three books of the podcast. So stick around, everybody. We're just getting started. We'll leave. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Comic News program, where we have some breaking news. And this is more of just an emergency-type podcast deal on this news item. It's not the full news program, so we're just going to deal with this one story, but it's a doozy. New Wonder Woman and Flash runs begin in September with new creative teams. And this is something, though, that I wanted. I wanted to have new number ones for these books. I wanted to have a bunch coming out in one month because it would get people in the shops. It would get people talking about this dawn of DC. I hate this tiered releasing that they're doing currently with the books. I think that you end up losing track of what's coming out, what you should read, and the hype just disappears only then maybe start up with the next book, but then disappears again. It's a roller coaster ride of emotions. It is. And I, I get sick on roller coaster rides of emotions. So it's one of those things that, yeah, all right, new number ones. I know that some people were talking about the idea of liking the legacy numbering. We'll still have the legacy numbering listed, I think, just like they do at Marvel. But the sales of Wonder Woman and Flash, unfortunately, have been in the tank. And you end up where you need number ones to get people excited and know what to buy. I think it's a good move. If you want to revert later back to just pure out legacy numbering, which I don't know why, but you could do that as well. But still, you need to get people to understand that this is something new. New creative teams get going. But are these creative teams going to be any good? Because DC announced the creative teams and they're a bit of a head scratcher. Both Wonder Woman and The Flash will hit their 800th issues in June, 
And after the big anniversary issues will go away for a couple of months and they'll go away for July and August, you know, the spookiest months of the year because night terrors is taking over the DCU. And so when that ends, we'll get these new books in September. But here we go. Flash. So I warn people to prepare themselves for Jeremy Adams run on Flash coming to an end. He told me that himself. I didn't make it up. He said that they had told him he will not be continuing. And that they want to have a, you know, change. They want it to end up changing the direction of the book. Now, that will probably infuriate a lot of people because the whole concept of this Wally West Flash family book is perfect. It's great for the times we're in and also harkens back to what we all want it from Rebirth. And Rebirth is the last thing that I talk to people that they say yeah, I wish we were back at Rebirth. Oh, man, remember how great Rebirth was? And more of just the concept of it and the promise that we were given was the promise of the hope, the promise of the love, the promise of the families being brought back and remembering some of the past. Content. That's what we're getting right now in that Jeremy Adams Flash book. Now, the sales haven't been great. And I blame DC a lot for that, that they didn't realize that they had lightning in a bottle and really could have pushed it. They really could have pushed it and helped Jeremy Adams out. They could have helped Wally West out and really helped the fans of Wally who were still reeling from the Heroes in Crisis and also even that bullshit Future State story. So every Wally West fan was like, I'm done. I'm not going to read anything from DC. They keep screwing Wally. Why do I want to have my heart broken over and over and over? Yet they didn't realize, and I think a lot of them have come to realize, that Jeremy Adams was there and had their back, ended up getting that stank of that Heroes in Crisis completely out and ended up bringing Jay and I rebound. Everything that people wanted from Wally when he came back in Rebirth, we were getting in the book, a book that was fun, wholesome, just, again, what I thought was what should be the push, even with the Dawn of DC. This is what they should be emphasizing. You get that play on a world's finest, just a fun book. And it's funny, the books that seem to be doing well, I'm not just saying sales, I'm saying when people end up talking and saying, oh, you got to read this book, this book. It's mainly these fun books that remember the love. Isn't that a Hardaway song? I don't know, but that's what I want. So what are we going to get? What are we getting as this new, hey, we want to change directions here? Well, we get what I think is just going to be a mind freak. Oh my, because we have Cy Spurrier and Mike Diodato Jr., and they're going to be steering the book towards what DC teased as cosmic horror. Oh my. So we go from a Flash family, Wally, Jay, Irie, you know, Linda, every, and we're going to get cosmic horror. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, there's such things as reading the room, but this is just completely ridiculous. Now, if people are going to get excited about this and if they are going to defend this decision, they're going to bring up the John Constantine Hellblazer book. That was a Cy Spurrier book that was excellent, right? First off, though, just to start out, John Constantine is not Flash. John Constantine is nothing like Flash, where you have Wally West and his family that are loving and they're doing everything for each other. John Constantine will screw anybody and everyone 
including his family, especially his family. So don't give me this. Well, that John Constantine Hellblazer book was great. That's fine. That is nothing that seems to carry over into anything with Flash. Also, that's the only real thing that I like from Cyspuria, except maybe Six-Gun Gorilla. Maybe. Uh, But here's some current things or some recent things that you end up having from Cyspuria. You had a three-issue Justice League story from issues 48 to 50. Awful. Awful story. It was just a nothing story that just drove me nuts. You do have Suicide Squad Blaze, which is a black label book that wasn't bad. It didn't sell worth a crap. And that's another thing. You end up taking Jeremy Adams off of the flash when it's just picking up, you know, some speed here to go a little pun. And you're putting Cy Spurrier, who I don't think can sell one issue. So you end up where you have that. Then if you like those detective comics, the current backups, then you love the mind freaks because I don't know what the hell is even going on in that. And it makes me have a headache. So we're going to get that, though. And right away, I'm like, this sucks. I just want. Is there a way that maybe Cy Spurrier and this nonsense, it ends up tanking and then you end up getting Jeremy Adams welcome back? Can we have that? Even that, I think that Cy Spurrier, like in your mind of minds, heart of hearts, if you are a Cy Spurrier fan even, can you sit there and envision a Cy Spurrier 100-issue run of The Flash? I can't. I think that this is going to be two arcs, two trades, and then somebody else comes in after this cosmic horror mind trick. I'm not going to hit the deal, so you can be rest assured. But with that, that's a disappointment. We'll move on to the Wonder Woman bit. This is where people are going to lose their minds. I think that they're going to lose their minds more because it is Tom King and Daniel Semperi. Obviously, Tom King, polarizing figure. He's going to be writing Wonder Woman. You can only imagine Steve Trevor will be dead within two issues. And maybe a baby will get kicked in the face. Tom King loves to write his cathartic self-therapy in his books. So who knows what's going to happen? My big play here, though, is twofold. Number one, Tom King's recent stuff where, you know, he makes characters like a Mr. Terrific look like a piece of shit. He's Mr. Piece of Shit. Or you have Adam Strange. The strange thing about that is, oh, my God. He's a genocidal maniac. Like, all these things are awful, but they're out of continuity. They were black label stuff. It's the Tom King verse, the verse you don't want to be in unless you are just depressed out the wazoo, right? And then even so, you'll just get more depressed, so maybe you should avoid it. But all that stuff, okay. What I always get from people who defend Tom King, and a lot of people do, and, you know, all the power to them. But if I complain, oh, my God. He, Tom King only thinks that Guy Gardner's a handsy rapist asshole and he doesn't get the nuances. They go, well, don't worry. It's out of continuity in his own little thing. That's not what this is. This is a full in continuity book and the damage done will be the damage done. So I'm really worried about it. But my second part of this is the little times that I've read Wonder Woman, under the guidance of Tom King, they haven't been good. You end up having in his Heroes in Crisis awful story where Harley Quinn was able to just destroy Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman, and it took like three panels done. So that wasn't great, right? But one of the big things that people may bring up is the Super Friends arc in Batman. And if you remember, that was issues 39 and 40. 
from his Batman run where Batman and Wonder Woman ended up out of time in the demon realm because they were giving a, a bit of a solid for the gentleman. If you remember this story, first off, that story was a straight up, straight up ripoff of Action Comics number 761. You can check me on that and you will see I am 100% right. And he should have gotten more backlash for that nonsense. But it was more of the way that he presented Wonder Woman and also Wonder Woman's dialogue. First off, in that story, he did not treat Wonder Woman Diana with any respect. She was there as the shiny, sexy object to test Bruce's commitment to Selena. That was it. That was it. She was there to be the femme fatale that might end up getting Bruce's wandering eye. That's not any respect for the character. And the dialogue, though, might be the worst. And if you didn't read that story, you can check it out. But I'm going to do a little bit of a play acting of the dialogue, one of the bits of dialogue that I thought was cringy. Now, I'll set this up in a way that you will get my meaning. I think he thought that Wonder Woman, Diana, was Russian. And in the meantime, maybe this dialogue would work for KG Beast, but it didn't quite work for Wonder Woman. I am now going to present you Tom King's Wonder Woman. But I very much am not one to say. All men who try to fight look ridiculous to me. If you could all just see yourselves all eager for battle with the weapons so tough. And scene. There you go. I like this music, though. I think it fits the mood. But yeah, I'm going to have to stop it though right now. Uh, yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't get what DC's thinking here. I talked about reading the room in regards to Cy Spurrier taking over for Jeremy Adams. I don't know what house they think they're in or country or planet if they think that Tom King should be on Wonder Woman. I think they're trying to get the vibe from this from the Supergirl woman of tomorrow because it's now the big thing because James Gunn said that they're going to base a movie off. I think they're trying to get that bit of hype going and figure, well, Supergirl, Wonder Woman. And one of the things that I always bring up when I talk about Tom King is something that one of my buddies ended up saying, and it's Ange, who does the Supergirl comic box commentary site and is one of the biggest Supergirl fans that I know. And he, at one point, didn't get why people hated a bit on Tom King. And then he wrote Supergirl, and he said to me and a bunch of other people, you realize how bad Tom King is when he starts writing your favorite character. That's when you realize that all of this nonsense really is true, and he doesn't quite get the characters, and he molds them into whatever story he wants to tell. We'll see, but here is what DC says this story will be about. Here we go. The Amazons are outlawed in the country after a terrorist event, leaving Wonder Woman's very presence in her adopted home in doubt. So it's just going to be misery, terrorism. All right, here we go. I just don't get it, but that's what we get. Now, there are two other books, and we'll go through these real quick. And I think after you know hearing about the whole Wonder Woman, Tom King, Cy Spurrier, Flash. You can only be hopeful that these two will be good, but they're also like bonus coverage. The idea that, all right, Steelworks written by Worf from Star Trek The Next Generation. All right, I'll check that out. 
right? You're not going to get too mad about a Steelworks mini being written by Michael Dorn Worth. And that's what you're going to get. That's what we'll start with the deal in September. And he ended up doing the voice of John Henry Irons in two episodes of Superman, the animated series as well. So, okay, we get it. We get how that's going. I'm going to check it out. I'm a fan of Steel. I really like Natasha, Natasha Irons. So I'm really looking forward to the Steel Works book. And the other one's Hawk Girl. That's kind of the surprise book. And that's fun. Again, bonus coverage. If you are a Hawkman, Hawk Girl fan, Hawk Woman, whatever, you're going to be excited about this. You'll, you'll like whatever you get. I mean, the scraps out there for if you are a Hawkman fan, they're few and far between. So you'll enjoy that. And I'm going to check it out. We'll be talking about it and reviewing it as well. And it's by, if I hope I don't butcher this name, Jadzia Axelrod and also Anna K. Napolon on art. So that's cool. You know, the art will be great. And, you know, here we go. It's a clean slate. I'm just going to jump into there. I don't really have any thoughts. Good, better, and different. I'm going to check it out, and that's cool. And so you end up where that is a writer who did Galaxy, the prettiest star. I thought I was the prettiest star, actually, and I I wouldn't mind if people started calling me Galaxy. I just want to throw it out there. I think that I am now the prettiest star. The new series will actually include Galaxy as a supporting character as well. They threw that in. So if you ended up reading, liking Galaxy, the Prettiest Star, which is in the DC Infinite app. If you want to check it out, uh, yeah, that's cool. But really the big play is, you know, what do you, what's DC thinking? And just that announcement. I mean, just Tom King on Wonder Woman ends up making the whole Dawn of DC feel a little darker. I, I don't know if you'll agree. If you're a Tom King fan, you probably don't agree. But even I'm not even saying it as a bad thing. So maybe you will agree. It just... It it just feels darker. It doesn't feel as hopeful. It doesn't feel as fun when you get Tom King involved. He's the guy who shows up at the party, and the whole party gets that much less fun because you know this guy's going to bitch and moan about everything. You know that guy. It was usually me. This is why I didn't get invited to parties, but that's how it feels. Going to DC's this party. Oh, man, here we go. We're dancing. Hey, Joshua Williamson, what's going on over there? You're pretty good on that Superman so far. High five. All right. Hey there. Oh, I hear Shazam's going to be showing up. Oh, man, this is great. All right. Oh, Tom King. I just That's a record scratch. Oh, who invited him? But maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe it'll be something we can have fun. I don't know, fun. But maybe we'll all enjoy being mind freak. But that is it, everyone. I'm losing my voice. I don't know if that's coming across. I'm going to bid everybody adieu. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And I will talk to you all later. Red comics all his life Cause he was always all alone Got knew it, it must be tight Or you will hear a bitch and moan Red comics all his life But himself all alone Then he turns up the lights To watch a little porn yeah. All he's got is his height But much to his chagrin He never had good sight And he barely gets a win Lonely, lonely, lonely 
Chasing clouds the red moon By a storm as known For Gary thinks it is should Lupino Hawkman are his only friends Jam World's guitarist and dinosaur We like to have fun here. In there with all of your favorites, Gem World, Skitaris, and Dinosaur Island. Oh, my goodness, Eric. I'd and rather I be in Philadelphia. Throw shade at myself there by saying you're not the only loser in town. I did mean chess, Eric. Oh, my Dad, goodness. I meant you. me. She I too. meant me. Oh, my goodness. You know what she did. I'm not going to get into that. Here we are. We have three books in this section, and they are all bat-centric Gotham nonsense books, right? Here we go, Eric. That's what we get a lot of here in the present day DCU. But we're going to have two Joker books. And I really like that one week that they separated these stupid books. It drives me nuts that you end up having to deal with two Joker books in one week. But we end up with the first one. It's Batman and the Joker Deadly Duel. And people like J-Man, they love this book. I mean, they can't say anything bad about it. And every time I read it, I'm a bit perplexed by it. I end up wondering, what am I missing? What am I not seeing? And I, I do Who's end Carl? up. I have Carl. Oh, my goodness. So by the end, I, I don't know what it is. It seems like this is a book that people have grabbed onto just to, I, I don't know, to like because they don't like other books. Well, they just like to like books. They're Maybe. It's fans. weird. But a lot of people are even like talking like, this is the book. That we need, you know, we never see this. We've we've had this before, and we have, you know, a lot of Joker going on right now. And the book How much? T- ten years past when it was ten actually supposed making. to come out. And so, with all of that, it just just feels like a book that to me doesn't really matter much. So I guess you can have fun with it, but it's not that fun. It's a pretty d- dismal We're story. I mean, organs it- out of people. We're making stem cell Joker monsters. I don't think that it's horrible. I'm not going to say that I think it's, you know, oh, it's the worst written thing ever. You know, I don't have a vendetta. I just yeah. end up being confused by the end. Well, it's almost over. And so I end up where I'm just, just confused wait. of why why it's such a popular and big book. And it's selling great. So we're probably going to get a sequel. Get in ready for that years. in 2050. Man, I ain't going to be around then. I only have like a year and a half left on this Mother Earth. This little trip we call life, Erica, I'm going to be out. I'm going to check out. And so I hope that that ends up being something to this day, a year and a half from now. And they're like, holy crap, how did he know? You'll find out, people. But in In this, I just end up where I I just don't get it. It's okay. I like the art enough. It just does. I I don't look at this or get excited by the end is what I'm saying. But. It is Batman and the Joker Deadly right. Duel number five. And I'm not saying that. Let's move on. We did it. They're already pissed off at us about not loving this book. And it's another one where if you don't love it, I, I get crap for it. But written by Mark Silvestri, art by Mark Silvestri, colors uh, and letters, Ari Priano, Troy Petiri. It always screws me up when you have the writers, the art and the writer by the same people. That always messes me up when I go through the credits. But here we are. And in this whole play, I realized that. We talked about this before. This is not a surprise. I always feel like I'm starting two steps behind. Every time this book comes out, I barely remember what happened before. 
because it's not sticking with well, that me. That thing is, Jim. That's fine. This issue because pretty much in this entire thing, you're just going to get a lot of recap from what's come before. So you're going to be all caught up by the end of it. Well, I am and I'm not because even when we go into it, I couldn't tell you if you put a gun to my head. Okay, where did we end the last issue? Digging up a grave. Yeah, well, here we get, you know, bullet police officer. They end up with this, you know, whole protection because who was involved in that wedding back in the day? Who was involved with the, the red stuff? wedding? So you end up where Bullock and the, it's just yakety yak for a little about, hey, we're going to give you protection. I don't need protection. Well, we're going to give you look protection. at me. I'm better. Do I look like I need protection? Hey, oh, God, there's a choker <laughs> monster. I'm dead. Yeah, I love the idea. I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, I see you have guns, but you don't look like you're in the greatest of shape. What, do you, what kind of shape do you need to be in the wheeled guns? Well, I'm saying he has to run to the guns and I don't think he can get like, there. All of a sudden, he, if you had some guns, I could take you on because you're not in the greatest of shape. No, well, I'm in good shape, so how oh, yeah, you're you gonna die here? How, how good how is the shape? I didn't say natural causes, Eric. The shape's a rectangle, six feet deep. I'll kill you. <gasps> I will kill you right now. We'll go. We'll have a whole play of who's in better shape. You're gonna be on the ground, my friend. Look it up. Uh, but with that, you end up where he he has the guns. Oh, look at me. Really, if you're gonna play this, there, pal, guy. Get one of them guns off. Get one of those, like, that sawed-off shotgun and, and carry it with They're you. They're just for show. Yeah, I'm like, he's like, they aren't real. Uh, but, yeah, the whole play there is that he then ends up getting attacked, and, and you end up having him go down. So you end up having that beginning. And, again, it's it's kind of the horror story of it. But, again, I was just I, – I don't really get the progression of things, and I'm I'm just kind of lost. The whole idea of Bennett, this uh, this officer being killed here by this year, it's just another victim on Doctor, what we believe to be Doctor Sims' hit list from the, you know, everything that went down to Red Wedding and his vendetta against anybody involved, Batman, Joker, the GCPD. We're just continuing that whole thing where he's, they're sending their Joker stem cell monsters out and about to get their dirty work done. Bennett right now happens to be that, but when we read that whole thing, we have another victim. Batman is just going through. This is where the church was. There's a giant hole down here. Oh my God, it's one of those Joker things. I'm going to go. And I'm going to shoot a tracking device to see where it's going because it looks like it might have a head in a sack. I don't know. I'm the Batman. I got bigger fish to fry because I got me a Joker over at the Batcave right now. And I heard that Batgirl just got there. She's got one of them things they like to call a vendetta. I better go in there and stop her before she beats the hell out of him. That's a real vendetta. And yeah, when you end up where he's doing his due diligence, he's there at the, you know, burnt down remains of the cathedral. He's thinking back to that day when he punched Joker in the face. And you do have, and I said, it's funny because this book is. You know, 10 years in the making, as you said. And when you get things like almost feels like what they had in the White Knight, you know, the Batman defense fund deal. And in here, you even mentioned that whole idea of, you know, the the insurance that you'll get if you end up being, you know, oh, yeah. crossed between things and stuff. And it, it everything in it. The Batman disaster fund, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I want to say like, oh, man, that, but this might have been written years ago. So it, it just everything it kind of plays out weird, right? And I don't know how far the story got before he ended up getting back to it or finishing and whatnot, but a lot of the things, you know, felt very familiar, which is fine. But at the end, I just, I'm, I'm having problems actually just getting connected to the story and, and finding myself not really caring as much as some other well, people. And it's just the progression of this. And maybe it's one of those that this issue, We'll read better in the trade as you go. But even when Batgirl shows up, a lot up, of she it just... feels like a lot of recap, though. And even the idea where Batgirl is just having the vendetta against Joker because, you know, 
It's Batgirl, it's Joker. You know how this is going to play out. But even the idea when she is fighting the Joker in the back, they've talking about it's the Joker's fault. Like he kidnapped Gordon and all this. It has a really weird tone for how it plays out because we know that the Joker didn't do it. The Joker has Harley Quinn being kidnapped as well. And he has to play the game as well, as well as Batman to try to save their, I don't know, loves, their familiar partners. I don't know. But we just have this situation that feels even weird. But the one thing in this, and even the idea of feeling disconnected, like you said, up to this point where we're at Deadly Duo number five, we kept, you know, speculating on Amanda Sims, Dr. Sims' daughter. Like, did she die of cancer? And that's the stem cell research came from because he's trying to find a cure for his daughter. How did she die? And even the end of the last issue where Batman's taking up the grave to try to figure out, is she really dead? We find out in our little flashback to what we've already seen with the Joker's assault on this cathedral, that she dies in a gigantic explosion where Batman saves Dr. Sims, but wasn't able to save Amanda Sims. So there's the vendetta right there and the death of Amanda Sims and what's that going to leave. It has a great cliffhanger to this whole thing. And actually, it gets me excited for the next issue. But the majority of the stuff that we're dealing with in the Deadly Doe, it's a lot of recap to things and characters that feel weird. And uh, I don't want to say it, but a lot of filler for what we're dealing with right now, because we have a murder mystery that we have to interrupt so Batgirl can beat up the Joker. Yeah, and Batgirl beats him up and then, you know, our Batman comes in. Hey, stop that. And she never really even questions him about anything going on. You kind of move. But then when you have Nightwing and Batman, in the case, like it gets really wordy. I mean, let me tell you about Dr. Sims and his stem cell research and how the organism self cannibalizing due to catastrophic retrogression remained a risk throughout the clinical trials. And then Sims had to use his own DNA. And it pretty much just leads us to a big thing that like will be revealed by the end. But it is just a lot of more techno babble on the stem cell monsters that we've had previously in the series, only to give us the idea we needed somebody that had the DNA of Sims in order for this stem cell research to work. Who is Sims related to? Oh my God, Amanda Sims. But she died all the years ago. But Batman, even though we ended the last issue with him digging up the grave, and apparently as we find out by the end of this, she wasn't in the grave. He doesn't say a goddamn thing. No, and I ended up, I said that I thought that what this whole deal with the stem cell research and what he was doing was going to end up resurrecting people and growing things back and whatnot. And cemetery so too. Yeah, ended up and we were talking about that and we were kind of laughing about that before. But even with that, like by the end, when oh my God, that is a cool cliffhanger. And I do like where Jim Gordon's like, are you ready to kick some ass? Like, okay, let's get into that. But the whole play to get there, like you said, a lot of recap, a bit of filler, a lot of exposition about the idea of, you know, multiple personality disorders, and this might be acute schizophrenia, and you have this and that. Then to go and see Gordon, because our big thing is, oh my God, you know, he's getting piece after piece taken out of him and being sent. That just always remains such in the weird background of it. But the idea that Carl is there, and I Dr. mean Carl. both that, yeah, Dr. Carl's there. I'm like, okay, I just, I don't know exactly what is happening here at some points and I, well, I, I don't know the off. rules with our bad guy like i i want to keep saying dr sims just because i don't want to have the big reveal what yet the i want to play carl in the continuation of what we're dealing with in the story but we have commissioner gordon he's been kidnapped and we know the pieces of his body are being sent to the gcpd every couple of days or whenever dr sims doesn't get what he's wanted in this whole deadly duo game that he's playing all jigsaw like now we have Dr. Carl, who's in the room with Jim Gordon, who's chained up to a bed. And it seems like Dr. Carl here might be the guy who's... What the hell, Carl? I just who's like cu- cutting Who's in. cutting up, yeah. you know, Jim Gordon doing this. But I'm not really sure because I don't know the game plan of whoever our big bad is. Like I'm going to say, Dr. Sims. Because we have 
Jim Gordon missing a pinky. We know that an organ was taken out of Jim Gordon previously, but it seems that Dr. Carl here, he's here as well because his wife and daughter were probably killed. He wants to keep them alive. He doesn't know what he wants to die now because he feels he can keep them safe. But it seems like old Dr. Carl here has been taken against his will as well. And he just didn't, couldn't keep on cutting on old Jim Gordon. So when we, we saw that his eye was delivered to the GCPD, I think in the previous issue, it seems that old Dr. Carl cut out his own eye and had that sent. I was like, is this allowed through the rules of what the game we're playing here? Because it seemed like it specifically had to be Jim Gordon's, you know, body parts that were sending a message to GCPD. And why would the person who kept you captured to cut up on this guy allow you to cut your own eyeball off? I don't know who Dr. Carl is or the significance of why he's here. It is here. an odd play. And the idea where I thought what we were getting, and even when we saw Dr. Carl, but I thought the whole idea of the schizophrenia and things like that, we were going to get a Dr. Sims who doesn't, like, you're going to have almost a two-faced situation where you're going to have the nice Sims who doesn't understand what's going on, and then the evil one that has kind of been taken over by this cell regeneration and things like that. But it, it's not that, it seems. But when you get the reveal that, a, you know, you end up having the daughter. Amanda Sims. It's cool enough. She's Pet Cemetery too. She's Eddie Furlong's evil mother. One of the things, and I feel bad talking about this and not liking it because so many people like it, but when they even go in and they're recreating the, the wedding, We've seen this before. We've well, first you get Joker all, all decked out in a stealth on. suit to go down there and be the deadly duo of Batman. And then you just have the long walk, through which takes pages to get to where we need to go for our finale, where it's like the Batcave computer track, the marker, and we just have a talk about what we're doing, why we're here, and just walking through a cave where all of a sudden you just have Joker monsters growing out of the ground as our pseudo heroes approach this cathedral. And then you just have strewn about our dead bodies of the, the uh, wedding guests and stuff when you finally get that. But on top of that, you have the stem cell jokers who are just, you know, fully like monster people who aren't growing out of the ground who are there to meet them before they actually get to the other red, the red wedding recreation. And it's just this long, drawn out process of getting to this whole thing where we finally realize, Oh my God, Dr. Sims. He is mad, obviously, but he's not the one involved. He went and he actually reanimated his daughter with the stem cell research, and she's the big brain behind this whole thing. And also, for no reason whatsoever, oh, Harley Quinn's here. Cool. Like <laughs> she, just, she just waltzes in. Hey, everybody's uh, here who was at the wedding before, and I guess and like who's Amanda Sims, the the resurrected zombie nightmare that she is right now? Even queen. though no, she's she's. This undead bitch is hot as hell. It's not her, but, <laughs> I was uh, going to say, I thought you were just going to say she's hot, and you were going to say that, Eric. Yeah, uh, but, uh, yes, look but at the her. thing is, who does she intend on marrying here? I thought that she would just get, you know, what, I guess, it, was there a body left of her fiancé? Because he got killed as well. I was yep. just assuming that, but maybe she wants to marry. Did we resurrect him, and he's just not here yet? Is that the big reveal for next issue? He's not allowed to see the bride on the wedding day, Eric. Well, that's how it works. I don't know. I don't tradition. know. That's, that's what tradition. I thought was going to be the deal, but when you have all this going down, I will also She's like Return you know, of the Living Dead 3 over here. I think that a lot of people, because when Some I'm looking, the, the arts, yes, the art <laughs> is good, yeah. but that's not really my thing. I mean, I end up, obviously, we end up talking a bit about art, but I'm more of a story guy than art. Art's never going to win a book over for me. It's really good, but it's just by the end, I end up thinking that the story is a bit too convoluted for its own good because not much is going on, especially in an issue that's a lot of recap. By the end, though, we're at issue five, and I am finally excited a bit because of the reveal uh, of, you know, the daughter Maybe. here yeah. she is and amanda's there and that seems okay now we're getting and it feels like it's been such a slow burn to get to that point 
when you, I said I kind of guessed it last issue because it seemed to be kind of going. And I even said that they're going to end up using that where Nightwing and Batman are going to get that whole, you know, the whole bit of the research that Sims did to be able to regenerate anything that's lost from, say, Dr. Carl or well, Carl. Uh, Jim Gordon. So we'll see. I but mean, you need I don't the Sims know. DNA. Yeah, well, there you go. They yeah, Or you become I, a I joker know. because of things. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. It's very <laughs> odd. Uh but again, all the power to you. If you do enjoy it, I just don't find it as as crazy good as a lot of people do. Yeah. But yeah, I have been enjoying it. I think this is actually kind of a yeah, down okay. issue for all the recap that it's doing and all the I long do like narration. The end more than anything we got uh, before, no, the, though. The end saves the entire issue in my mind, but like the, the majority of what we deal with from beginning to middle up until that big old cliffhanger, which I'm all a fan of because I want to see what happens next issue, I was just kind of bored and down reading because I felt like I had already read it. Like, you know, we're just recapping stuff reading in, is a, in hard a limited for series. You, Eric. But, uh, yes, I got you. I was yeah, able to use it. I actually, you I didn't mind the recap. Issue more? Well, I'm saying I didn't mind the the recap because I was just like, okay, but that's the thing. When I was saying that by the end, the couple things, Doctor Carl, yeah, uh, pretty much. That. And he might have been then, there before, but he was just might have been so so minuscule that we don't remember it. But it's just Doctor Carl. But by the end, the whole play was, you know, not a lot did happen. So, uh, but you get a huge cliffhanger. That's huge pretty cliffhanger cool. and some art that looks great. But the uh, but the story itself of this issue was a down issue in my mind, so I'm giving it a 5.8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm giving it a 6, so I'm a little bit higher than you, but I'm sure that people are losing their minds right now. But hey, everybody has their own opinion on books, but we're going to move on to the next book that I have some opinion on. Do you? Eric, did I tell you that I was the Jimmy, the guy who stopped caring? Did I tell you this? Yeah, about the way you looked. The Joker, the man who stopped laughing, number 6. Okay, you are such a what? mean person. You are not nice. You you claim How that you're a nice you? soul, Eric. You are not. Where do I claim this? <sighs> I don't know. That'd be funny if one point you're like, I'm a nice soul. I'm a nice boy. I'm a nice boy. The joke of the man who stopped laughing, number six, written by you Matthew Rosenberg. You do these credits? It's weird. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did oh. these because it drove me nuts all the time because n- nobody reviews this on the site. So we ended up where I think I t- Never. I'm doing them now. <laughs> Art by Carmine D. Gio DeMonico, Ripriano, and Tom Napolitano. You can do them as well, Eric. You do oh, yeah. backup. I just wanted to get this going and get it over with. Backup by Ryan Katie and Will Robson and High Five? Yes. We like Ryan Katie, but sure why do. is he getting involved in this mess? Uh, Somebody needs you to. You end up, well, I guess. Uh, this is six issues in. I don't know if you know that that's what the number six means, Eric. Oh. This is a trade, a normal trade worth. We have gotten shit. In this whole deal, this story has barely started. It's not anything that I could even glean as good. I don't know what's going on here. And now we go. Did you explain to you? No, I thought that the idea was the Joker goes off the kind of up as Annie goes. Fuck you, Gotham. Going world uh, nationwide. How about this? How about besides having these bullshit backups? Oh, I'm going to have fun with the shit baby Joker. Why didn't you have backups that showed Joker struggling to make a name for himself in L.A. so that by the time you get to this issue, you know that he is so frustrated because how evil he is is nothing but nothing to the sleazeballs in Hollywood and, and Los Angeles. How and evil Hollywood it is thing. trying to catch a flight in LAX. Yeah. I mean, seriously, is that what we're doing here? Is this That's like the where joke. they like they even made that joke on like say uh, a family guy or whatever, like, take that Sacramento. Like the, these things end up being these little little jokes of Matthew Rosenberg. I guess he had problems at LAX at one time. 
I'm going to write that in the issue. Who has it? Am I right? Yeah, I, I, it just kept coming back. <laughs> you better not say this ever again. It's just this book is nothing. It is nothing. And I know that you've been more interested in it. And everything I've been interested in with the faux Joker and the mystery involved in that whole situation, how much of that do we get in this issue? Nothing. You, you get a little Jason Todd. And, we, you know, I mean, even that, it, it doesn't even matter because Jason Todd isn't even the focal point of what I've been interested in. Even that whole thing where the cop says to Jason Todd, we ain't find all that body you confessed to, but the Joker you think you killed, he's over there causing havocs in the L.A.'s. So I don't even know what Jason's thinking. He's just kicking some like other like Sally's ass and freaking the holding yeah, something happening right now. Know. But the faux Joker, we get one page where he's down and out in the sewers under Gotham being cared for by Solomon Grundy, who's smashing rats in his fist to drain the liquid into this faux Joker's mouth, you know, to keep him hydrated. And I'm like, that was the best part of the entire I issue. I wish that he ended up where the, you know, whoever is like, well, what's going on? I'm the goddamn Solomon Grundy. It just reminds me of the all-star Batman and Robin with the rats down there. Yeah. But you start off here with just page after page of this nightclub comedy routine. I'm like, I don't the need The Joker's at a, at a nightclub comedy. We've seen it a million times. We even saw it in Tom King's thing, I think it was before, where, you know, he was killing, you know, it was even the idea. It's the Joker who stopped laughing to the point where we started the idea of Tom King's Joker. The, uh, what was that, uh, that, that, or, that's origin, but that flashback story called. The big play of it, I thought, was at the beginning of the jokes and riddles. Jokes and riddles, that's up. what I'm Remember, saying. people were lined up to die. Yeah, that's what you I'm know, saying, though. I, I, I the lost idea my mind. of that, you had the Joker in a comedy club because in that, the Joker lost his smile. So people were coming in to try to make him laugh. And if they couldn't, they, he'd kill him there on stage. That's what it feels like here. With it. But it's not exactly the same, but it's very reminiscent because the, the Joker, the man who stopped laughing. But you have the Joker at a comedy club who gets a co- comedian to roast him. And it's never going to go well. So we spend pages with the... Comedian just saying things funny to the Joker, so the Joker kills him with acid, and then we move on to the idea. All right, now it's time to leave L.A. because these fucking ingrates didn't do anything for me while I was here. But on my way out, on my way to LAX, I have my crew. We're cause as much havoc and chaos as we can, and one by one. And the thing is, I, I said I didn't like anything with the actual Joker part. I just cared about the faux Joker. One decent part about the trip to LAX, except for kept, keep bringing it up, how it's the most evil place ever. It's an awful idea to ever go there. Was seeing the Joker's henchmen getting picked off one by one through these different little pranks and stuff that he was doing. Because he kept talking to Waffles. I'm like, when Waffles died, I was genuinely heartbreaking. But like, poor Waffles. What did he do? He was just trying to get you to the airport. But I'm sitting there, and, and here's the thing. You end up having this book, and, you know, we've had the Joker a bunch lately. And you had this book, and the, the play of this was there was a uniqueness to the idea of a faux Joker. And how yep. is this playing out? And the real Joker, it seems, going off to kind of, like I said, be better than the Joker. You know, do these things a different way and, and be world, nationwide huh? and all that. And then what you end up doing He's just going right back to straight up generic Joker who wants to come back to Gotham while the faux deal just falls apart and nothing is going on in this book. This book feels like and Matthew I'm just Rosenberg. waiting for Punchline to show up. Yeah, and it, it seems like Matthew Rosenberg thinks that he's hit hard with this. This Actually, this happened in that DC versus Vampires as well, where he thinks that he's done so much that he needs a bit of a cool down issue or, uh, you know, hey, I'm just going to have a fill. You have done shit. You can't cool down when you never got hot. This, this is nonsense. And it's just a nothing book. Man, Six I want to cool down so bad, but I never got hot yet. Yeah, he never got hot. I'm telling you, he's on fire on the cover, but he ain't on fire, Eric. And so 
we rarely bring up the idea of, well, this is this amount of money and that amount of money. It's something that we don't do because, thankfully for us, we end up getting the issue. So it, it feels like it's kind of a, a non-issue and it feels, seems false. So we bring that up. But I feel bad for anybody who's sitting there and got these six issues and just like, what the fuck? If you're reading this, fucking buy it. Don't even buy it. If you're still into it, just wait for the trade. Or wait for We're it to ultra. hit the app because nothing is going on in this book to By even the say end. that it needs to be happening. By the end of the Joker's trek to LAX, he is he doesn't make his flight though, Jim, because maybe there are people here who are interested in this idea of the side story within the story that doesn't seem to be going anywhere yet, but the Joker is subdued by none other than Manhunter, so maybe that'll get some of these people you know, interested in the book. I don't know a lot of huge Manhunter fans, but Maybe, maybe this will do something. You have Manhunter in LA taking on the Joker while Solomon Grundy feeds rats to the faux Joker in the underground of Gotham. What's not to love? And maybe Checkmate's going to show up you as your well mouth. and get involved. This would be great. Mark, just not that Mark Shaw, not that No, Manhunter. I think that I believe that she was also, though, on the actual oh, you know what? good side. She of was it. at one point, but who knows what that Checkmate is anymore? I don't you know. know. Well, the commander of hanging. the future. <laughs> they're, King. they're hanging out over there in the Wonder Woman book. Somehow, that makes no sense. But you end up where all this going down, like, you end it. And even then, like, you think Matthew Rosenberg really seems, I think he's like, oh, man, I'm I'm a laugh riot. Look at this. I end up having the people play into Batmans and stuff. Street performance. That would be fine if you were telling a story. But the, the way that this plays out, it gets so infuriating that we're going to stop. And now we're going to do a gag for another four pages. At the beginning, we end up having, Nightclub, Joe. Uh, it's just nonsense. I don't know why Waffle this book goes. Style, and I Jim. told you, we just we finished this trade. I said this, I think, on the Patreon spotlight, and I'll stand by it. In that six issues that we've already read and reviewed, and people go, the only thing that people ever talked about or it stuck out was shit, baby, Joker, and a backup. That's it. That's the only thing. It, it, the sales had been pretty good. They're starting to go down, but with that. Nobody's talking about this book for any other reason except shit baby from Joker. That's it. And then even then we go to this last thing. And if you're enjoying this book and if you say, oh, but the backups are great. No, the backups aren't great. Well, I want to ask people, what is the purpose? Because there is a specific purpose of what these backups are supposed to do. And Matthew Rosenberg, this isn't me making up what he ended up saying. These are his it's easy to see Silver Age, you know, homage. But the whole play sure. of the story is to explain why there's always been multiple Jokers. That's what he said these are what? about. But, That's what he said. And then I'm there, reading them. I'm there like, hasn't always been multiple Jokers. Don't tell him. Or maybe you should. I don't know. <laughs> this book is going nowhere slow. Like, we, we played the idea up in the three Jokers for the idea. Like, how... You know, the Joker has seemed different throughout the, the ages with the Silver Age and then throughout the 80s and stuff like that with what you have with the clown, the gangster and the... Uh, you don't have to explain it to me. But the idea that there's multiple Jokers. like He's are you going playing three off? Jokers bullshit. He's uh, like making uh, it, it more. It's I, I don't weird because like, you don't need a backup for this because it's a non-consequential backup story that doesn't make sense in any kind of real world. He thinks shit baby Joker explains this. This was his like gag. Oh, is well, that funny? All right, let's say that this is all I do about like the seeing, idea. I do like seeing the Joker flying on the man pet. That was hilarious. <laughs> I'll yeah, give yeah. you that. But where you, you have the idea here that this is explains why there's always multiple Jokers. But does that always explain why there's multiple Gaggies? Because that motherfucker dies like every backup. Yeah, I know. 
I love Gaggy, though. I do like Jack and Apes and Gaggy, but one of the best parts of the three Jokers is when we killed off Gaggy. Fuck I'm, that I, guy. I hope that every I hope that everybody understands too. Like we just talked about a book that a lot of people like in the you know, Deadly Duel. I didn't get that angry at that because it's one of those things I understand people like it. It's just not for me. But this infuriates me. This is like a guy who seems to think that a shit don't stink. He can do whatever he wants, and he's We've not telling you. a story. And I've talked about it before with the DC versus vampires. It seems as if once James Tynan fully out of the picture, that fell apart. You end up having the task force C. That was bullshit by the end. This guy shouldn't be writing anything at DC. He's terrible. I don't, I don't, the wildcat, whatever. Have fun over there. But I even hear that's a mess. So I don't understand. I don't understand why this guy has so many books and they're just ridiculous. But at the end, you just need to get what at you expect. At the end, we have Nothing. a backup story about another Joker because it turns out that the Joker died in this backup, but he has a twin brother, Ralph. And they, Ralph has to go and take on all these tasks of pranks that the Joker wanted to do before he died. And by the end of all of these tasks, all these Jokerific things that he wanted to do, Ralph decides, maybe I want to be called the Joker after all and take on my brother's silic life. Yeah. yeah. His bro- and his brother wasn't named Jack. It was Edward. So, oh, my God, multiple Jokers. Multiple Jokers. Uh, and I, I do. I thought it was funny, the explanation of how he ended up wanting to ride on Manbat. Manbat got pissed. I thought that was kind but other than that, it's just nonsense. It's, it's complete and utter nonsense. Well, that gives me nothing to me. The Franca Villa art was kind of a, at least a, I, I actually like this art a lot in this backup. Too. But the Franca Villa ended up making it at least seem like. It brought something to the table to what it was trying to do. It yeah, you like. know what I mean? It seemed like it, it fit the stories and it was that Elseworlds type feel. But I do like this art. But what would you give this overall? Ultimately, I do enjoy the art. Now, that'll never really falter from that. Even the backup, even though it's not Franca Villa. But the art. It's never been the problem with this book. The problem is meandering, not really telling a story. And it's a story that, sadly, I am interested in. I'm just not getting a lot of that. And this one really gives me nothing of what I wanted out of the series at all. So it's a fuck you five for me. Yeah, I don't even have the thing. What the I'm hell, fine. Carl? I, I'm going to give it a three. But you can go back to the fuck you five for me as well. But there you go. No vendetta. I just want a story. Yeah. And you're more into it. I never even saw anything that was real interesting to me, so I'm Wait really left behind shows up, Jim. in this. I, maybe. I, the, here's the thing. I always thought and I always said that this should have been a mini. Uh-huh. I think maybe that's the problem. If he was told, listen, you got seven issues, I think maybe you tighten shit up. But with this free reign here of just going... He's not telling a story. I just and imagine the book's going to get canceled at some point. He's going to be like, it was always supposed to be this many issues. Yeah, well, he'll cry on Twitter that it was because of all those people about the shit baby Joker. He's always crying about that. That's the only thing he's got in this. Well, and it's not it's even thing done in a good thing. Yeah, and it's not something that you should really, you know, hang your hat on because the interest, a lot of it was just complete people losing their mind over. But he seemed to revel in it. He did, Eric, but we're going to move on to but the last Jim. book. Now he's got Keith night. Spencer, the Manhunter. Yeah, I mean, really? Like, seriously? <laughs> he's bringing out the big guns. I mean, yeah, really. It, it was funny. I was going to mention that what will he do because of the idea that it's the sales seem to be slipping a little. And I wish I would have said that because I'm like, what? Because he already did it. Kate Spencer. <laughs> oh, my God. Through the roof, Alice. But we're going to end with what? Poison Ivy. Number 10, written by G. Willow Wilson. G. Willow Wilson with art by Marcio Takara, Marie Frianto, and Hassan Atzmain Elhal. And here we go for a series 
That is an ongoing now that doesn't feel like it should have been an ongoing because now it's definitely trying to continue on the Lamia story that with the Floronic man, even though there's no real point for what's been going on. So it's like, all right, I'm Poison Ivy. I'm chilling here in Seattle with Jennifer Major. We're roommates. She's kind of into me. It's kind of weird, but whatever. I told her my ass is going back to Gotham because I want to find Harley Quinn because I love that girl's ass. But you know what, Janet's like, we need to go on some kind of retreat before we go because there's a lady over there. She wants to talk about eco stuff and conscious capitalism. This and we need to go mess. and check this stuff out before we leave. And then Poison Ivy's like, conscious capitalism? Who are these pieces of shit? No, the thing <laughs> is, Ivy. We didn't know that she was triggered by They're that. just like you. They just do things without murder. Like the hell you say. Let's go and check out this outdoor yoga and fucking smoothies and all this nonsense stuff. And that's the thing. You could have some really fun stuff here with the idea of, you know, oh, taking what piece of shit the, the boy brought it to my eyes. The boy brought it to my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> but, the wrong but the idea is you can have something like this could be interesting. And I actually found this story at the beginning, like interesting to the point with what they're going with. You have a woman here who is putting on this retreat who presents herself in a way of uh, trying to save the earth and doing what Ivy does. And, Doing things differently, though, and like she gets more like, you know, pressed. She get, maybe even does more help than Ivy does because Ivy just loses her goddamn mind, goes around and tries to kill everybody because they ain't being greed enough. And I thought this could be a cool angle. And then somehow this entire story is once we get to the retreat, we drink a little smoothie. There's mushroom lami involved and now we're having a fucking it orgy. It's burning woman. It's burning woman. It's fucking eyes, wide, eyes shut. wide shut. That's all it is. I Fucking people run around with unicorn masks on fucking oh each other. God, but it's all just lesbians. (laughs) Piece of shit. Well, the thing that I would get in this and, you know, maybe I step back and say for the the beginning here, there's a lot of stuff going on here that is well beyond my scope of things with this whole retreat. And we're going to do this, that and the other thing. I think there is a target audience that, you know, she's trying to talk to. I mean, G. Willow Wilson. But in this, all this is again, Eric. And you say that it's got an interesting idea to start with. This is that Aguave shit again. The idea of what's that? Is that water again? What is that? Eh, no, it's like a jelly that they oh, end okay. up. I believe they get it out of the cacti. I don't know. That's rich people food. And remember, it was that idea of you say that you're going green, but you're ending up making more of an environmental impact than meat eaters. You pieces of shit. Piece of, Piece shit. of shit. It's the boy. We yeah. my eyes. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm still laughing. Why did I yell through the roof? Out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's so stupid. Oh, I love Nyquil. it. Uh, but. In this, you end up where this book has changed so many times that I barely can tell. But it's no, it's just, no, it has. But it's I getting back to, to change it. because the thing is, this book needs to evolve from where it was because we're not in the same mindset for Pamela Isaac that we were during the beginning of the miniseries that was supposed to be with where she was going to change who she is. For some reason, we are stuck on Veronica Man and Lamia, and I have no idea why. Well, why is because she realized she didn't really end that. And you're going back to Gotham. I'm telling you, the I way like that I see did. this. Well, no, because she still had the Lamia inside. This is going to purge her of all that. She still thinks that she sees the Floronic Man, but it's not. But I think that what this has to do with her going back to Gotham, this book is going to completely change into the Harley and Ivy show. You cannot, and, and I don't mean the cartoon. I just meant it as like a phrase. But you end up where the you cartoon, can't have the gotcha. Lamia spores now. You can't have the Lamia spores inside there because that's that dark deal. So you have to finish that up. So I believe when they said, listen, we're going to make this ongoing, you kind of got to get this nonsense out. 
before you get back together. So we have a two See, issue. The thing of, is, look you at me. I'm to. gonna go to this. I, I think that that's what they want to do. It's such a weird idea, and I know nobody wants to reference the gray anymore. The stuff that Scott Snyder introduced to the whole like you know the uh, the rot, the red, the green, and stuff like that. The stuff that was about the fungi. And Charles Soul even you know threw some. Oh, things yeah, he did in, stuff and, with that as well. And the machinists and like the Machine Queen and stuff along those lines. We were trying to add new avatars to Earth. We have a situation now where it's Poison Ivy. She was at reduced power because of what happened to her at the end of, uh, the hell was the arc now? shit. Fear State. Fear State, thank you. When, uh, so when, when Fear State ended, she lost her power. This brought us to this series where she wants to pretty much go out on a high note by killing everybody in herself because she can't contend with what she is now when she had all that power and then lost it. By the end, when we kill the Pharaonic Man, we eat him, we show that the Lamy is able to overthrow, like, you know, give her the power back that she had in a new and different way. Like, you can play with that in the idea of the gray, and you can do all this different stuff, and I'm like, but, like, what do you, where do you go from that? Because ultimately, what we had before was like, you know what, Pammy? You had the power all along. That's all we want to do with him. Like, if you're going to change Poison Ivy, like, you want to go to a new direction, eventually you can get her back to the status quo that you want. Take her on a ride. Do weird and interesting stuff with her. And just don't have her bang Janet from HR for some weird psychedelic reason that I don't fully understand. Piece of shit. I'm telling you, in this, you go to this, you know, retreat. And, oh, my God, they have outdoor yoga. Whoa, holy crap. And you end up doing this. And I don't even know who the bad guy or gal is here. I mean, this woman is setting things up, but she doesn't seem as sus as I thought. And then the idea. She's going to be a long lost cousin of Jason Woodrow. And then you have, oh my God, the Lamia Spores. What's this? I th- and then she's like, oh my God, I think this is just to purge those out before you get back to Gotham. And then we're going to change the book up again. I mean, the book did change and now it's kind of doubling back to all of a sudden Lamia deal and, and whatnot. It never fully went away, but it was more something about this book. When you went from it being a mini to 10 issues, it seemed to change. Then when it was announced that it was going to be ongoing, it kind of changed. And I don't get it. The sales are great. They really are. And I think that it's kind of a ticking time bomb with this because you can't even guess what's going on or how this is going to progress. And it really did feel like at one point I thought, well, I didn't love it because I thought that she was, you know, I'm a prude. She was way over the top evil. But it was interesting to play with that idea of that argument. Is she a villain? Is she a hero? And maybe kind of meld those into it and make what would be almost like we had with Hawkman, with Ben Diddy, or even like you have with uh, Wally, with Jeremy Adams, when he kind of wiped away the whole Heroes in Crisis, got the right. family back, all that. I, I thought that maybe by the end of this book, you at least have a idea of what's going forward with ivy i don't know what's going on now now she's making sweet love and the eyes wide shut yeah everybody's dancing around like it's it's such a weird idea though because during this whole big speech by the woman who's giving this retreat pamela she goes off to try to see stuff hey do you want a smoothie like yeah i want to try some of this jennifer major shows up like hey this is great I guess that the one background scene, it seems like all the women pile into this barn where they're giving drinks out and stuff like that. But all of a sudden, when they take the drink and everybody starts getting psychedelic and hallucinating things and just feeling good and loose with their bodies, all of a sudden, I like, I don't know how much time passed though, because all of a sudden know. in the background, there's fucking people wearing unicorn oh masks, God. all their clothes are gone, weird shit's going on. Like, it, I, like It's eyes wide shut in that weird fucking scene from The Shining. I mean, the shit is going wrong here. Everybody just gets horned up and starts boning. And then all of a sudden they seem to disappear. I didn't know where they went then. And then you see them again and they're like, what the fuck am I going to tell my kids? 
And like even the idea, like when everything is said and done, which seems like I'm telling you, I don't understand how much time has passed in this whole situation of the psychedelic mind freak that's also a mind a body freak as well. You just have a woman there with bliss written on her head and a bow like around her neck. Like, this like, is nuts. Is I didn't agree doing? to this. Honey, you signed a release for him. Like you just have all these women here who I guess are post coitus thinking, Man, I don't know if I should have had sex with all these ladies in this barn. I went here for the facial, not this guy. I mean, seriously, this, this is crazy. And, and now like, all the women who took pictures. All I, the I, women I, who drank the smoothies, who got their bone gone, now they're growing freaking mushrooms out of their skin. Yep. Everybody's and they want a refund. Out. And that's the thing. It's, and it seems like the woman involved doesn't even know about this. The thing like, oh, shit, we're going to have to give everybody a refund because I didn't expect them to start growing mushrooms out their skin. This was supposed to be a fun retreat, and now everybody's gross. Yeah, she doesn't and seem to be that much on the sus deal. She seems to, you know, she's trying to free their minds. Open your mind, ladies. But now you have Lamia that's out and about that's trying to evolve and mutate and just be free outside of what Woodrow and it's Pamela Eisley were doing. It's such a issue. Like, everything's all over the place with, like, it doesn't feel like the ideas are really pulled together and just you get random scenes. But I love the idea that the lady with the unicorn thing on, she's like, Where'd what if get photos that? get out? I'm like, well, what the hell do you care? You look like a unicorn. I mean, seriously, but why not take? She doesn't even take that mask off. She's in. I'm she's not. in. She's like, I can't go home. I'm a unicorn. The one lady behind, she's like, eh, what the fuck? I don't care. The one lady's laughing in the back. Like, what the and hell like, am I supposed to tell my kids when they ask what I did this weekend? I don't know. Don't tell me you banged a lot of random women. I don't know. Tell them you went to lie. the seafood buffet. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, that's all you're going to do is lie. Listen, kids, scissored a lot. She went to the censor convention. It's a weird issue. It's such a weird issue. And how it went on, I like the art a lot. So do I. But at the end, like, once we get back, and it's funny because, again, the Lamia scores have always been there. But all of a sudden, when you get eyes wide shut to, oh, no, the Lamia scores, I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this book? And this is just the side thing where Janet's like, I want to go to this retreat. Please don't kill everybody. Oh, my goodness. Also, I love you, and I want to experience the sex with you, and I'm so happy that we experience the sex even though we're growing mushrooms on our body. Now, all these women, they're freaking out, but you know what? I think they should just realize how great this experience was. Janet from HR, everybody. It's not as crazy, but the minute that Janet's, like, going in for the smooch, right, and go, all I could think of is Cheetah trying to kiss Etta. I'm like, what is going on with it? Thankfully, Pamela was into it. She's just sitting there. I'm like, eh, Harley will understand. She's like, I better tell Harley all about it. I'm like, well, no. You no, you shouldn't. Sure play. What happens in Eyes Wide Shut Retreat stays there, Eric. What if they don't start out as Eyes Wide Shut Retreats and just become that? Who the hell is taking videos and pictures besides maybe you in the closet? Yeah, well, like, you know. the idea of this, they're like, oh, my God. I'm, even that, I'm weird, but I'm free, yells the unicorn lady. Sure then are. there's a three sure going are. on at one point. The shit's all over there's the place. A the somewhere. Drink. Even then, Pam's like drinking the, the drink, and she's like, I don't care about the poisons. I'm, this is another reason I had to stop doing ecstasy. Shit like this will break out. It's, it's true. I mean, really, what ends up happening is what I basically saw at the Lilith Fair when I was there. <laughs> Not really, but... <laughs> <be> more, uh, <laughs> uh, when you end up having the thing i just want to point out that we realize in this that because i like the art but but when you're on lsd drink suddenly the art becomes riley rossimo and i think that that is a damning it's thing like to riley rossimo when you see janet i'm like that looks like normal riley rossimo character there and it's supposed to be fucked up so that really shows me riley rossimo 
nonsense. But what would you give this at the end? The thing is, I, I like the idea of the story of comparing Pamela Isley to this person that she would truly despise and doing the exact same thing. I thought the concept was there. It just turned into a, a fuck fest out of nowhere for no reason. The Lamies are spreading and I don't understand how he got here. But the concept was there. The art was solid. The I'm giving it a six out of ten. I didn't like the concept. I thought it was more G. Willow. She's done this from the beginning of thinking of something that irritates her. And then just throwing it out there with these retreats and this person, like, I, I don't know. It, it was really ridiculous in my mind then to get eyes wide shut and all this. And then Lamia Spores, I think I see Woodrow. I thought it was a mess. Uh, I'm going to go five out of ten. I like the art enough, though, that it's not a fucking five, just a five. I don't know what this book is even doing now, and we'll see what happens in Lamia. two more issues. We'll be back in Gotham with Harley. Oh, she better not bring that Lamia. I hope not. I hope she doesn't bring the baggage here of this fuck fest. <laughs> Pizza's here. Who ordered the mushrooms? Holy shit. Yeah, once they said that drink was with mushrooms, I'm like, here we go. That's not here that's we like, go, ladies. My eyes rolled so hard. Oh, my. <laughs> I just like, want to get beyond that concept. I'm like, we have so much we can do with this. And if you don't want to ex- uh, get, get past that concept, explore it and do something with it that's connected to the green or the greater you know, thing of Earth like that with the avatars. But you're not doing anything with it. And I don't know why. Well, and and this almost is being played out as, listen, we're going to have a couple issues, some fun things, get Janet involved, whatever. But this book started as something a lot bigger. And that is a shame. I thought that this was something where we were going to get more of an idea and even get news things with, you know, Pam. And now it, it just ends up like a random story each. It's pretty much who Ivy's pissed at each week or each month. And then we go with it. But. It's kind of a shame, but what is your book of the week? Uh, did we, yeah, we did give scores. What yes, is your book did. of the week? My book of the week is Batman number 133. That is mine as well, but I also uh, would tell people to check out The Old Flash, and it is a shame. Jeremy Adams leaving that book, so it'd be nice to give him a big push out. I don't mean to push out the door like, hey, through the door, Alice. Wow. I don't mean that. I mean yeah, a big push door, to maybe, Alice. if the sales are going up, it's a shame that uh, DC pulled the plug, but Maybe down the line. Maybe that's size spur because I don't see a cosmic horror story being a long run. Maybe no. that last two trades. And then maybe somehow DC realizes they made a mistake and puts back Jeremy Adams. Well, what about Jeremy Adams doing Green Lantern? Well, he is doing Green Lantern. Uh, I hear weird things about that. But still, I think that if you are supporting Jeremy Adams on the flesh, that we'll all go over to enjoy the Green Lantern book with him as well. Yeah. Suddenly, Irie shows up in that book. I don't mind. I go with it. She's now the new Team Lantern. Here. But uh, next week, we don't have a ton of books. There is a Tell couple of ones coming out. You even said when I told you what we have coming out, you got fired up for one of the books. All right, I, I'm ready this. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, I heard that this book like was severely delayed. But if it is, at least we get one last issue before oh, I don't that. Know. But yeah, here are the books that we'll be talking about. Two of these will be picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Um, and um. will be featured on our Thursday night Patreon-only spotlight. You can end up oh, listening they're gonna to pick that the biggies. and all of our shows by going to patreon.com slash weird science. Here we go. Batgirls number 16. Oh, you know the biggies. All right. Yeah, all right. You know, Batgirl's number 16. We'll see what's happening with Clue Masters. What are we doing with that now? Because the idea, because Clue Masters locked. Oh, Mad Hatter's coming. That's what's coming up. Yeah, Mad Hatter. I like the Mad Hatter. He's sus as hell, but we never get to see him, and I want to see him. And seriously, to be sus in in a Batgirl's book might end up being intriguing, but we'll see. That's going to be his Alice. 
Batman Incorporated, number six. It's a book that I don't hear a lot of people talking about. The sales aren't great, but me and you have enjoyed it. I just kind of want to get to something. Oh, it's on your pool list. Yeah. Well, now it won't be because Superman came in. You wouldn't allow any of those, but I think Superman would have been on that list. We'll have to do that again because I think that throws my money off. I think I'm over a dollar. But you, you end up, Batman Incorporated, I think it's it's a better book than what the sales are doing. But it still needs to improve. Well, Something hopefully now that go. our first story seems to be over with, we can go and explore what the Batman Incorporated means outside of, you know, Phantom One in the background of Ghost uh, Maker. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully we end up doing maybe some Clown Hunter, Eric. I don't know. Oh, shit. Never mind. We we have the Lex. Lex uh, like, no, uh, Joker Incorporated coming out now. Yeah, that's, that's right. Show. With Alpaca. Oh, well. Oh, well, we'll have another Joker story. Justice Society of America, number three, was the book that I ended up surprising you with when I said it. I don't know why I surprised you. It's not my book, Eric, but we're enjoying that. We're really enjoying the Stargirl book. So I'm looking forward to see that. Plus, I can use my favorite Stranger uh, bit. Stranger? Stranger! We'll do that. Uh, Lazarus Planet, Revenge of the Gods, number one. Oh, gee, Willow Wilson, I hope that she doesn't end up having an eyes wide shut in that. I don't know. It really feels like you should take that off. Can we just have Revenge of the Gods? I think that feels like it's a it's a bigger thing than throwing Lazarus Planet above Revenge of the Gods because Lazarus Planet. How about Revenge of the Gods, Lazarus Planet? I know. Really, it was a dud. Yeah, I think Revenge of the Gods, but I don't know. Oh, God, the gods are angry and crazy. It's time for revenge and then the curse of the gods. We have Multiversity Harley Screws Up the DCU number one. I'm not going to ever say that's a big book. Kind of goes well while well, I said that the Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods is the Multiversity deal. There was that weird play that it seems like they accidentally released it a month, ago, a month early yeah. on the Ultra deal. And I don't know, not that's many people talking about it, but it's some of the Harley stuff that me and you are familiar with. I liked it a little more than you, but it's Frank Thierry, I believe, doing yes, stuff that. That will fit in kind of well with how the Stephanie Phillips run ended with all the multiverse nonsense. So I don't know. Maybe that will be the deal. But those will be the books. Two of those will be picked. And I believe, as I always am right, it'll be Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods and uh, JSA leaving us with bullshit on the podcast. But there you go, Eric. I'm going to say it's Batman Incorporated and Batgirls. Oh, my goodness. That would be crazy. Are you giving them a little wink, wink there? Wink, I, I see you there on the video. You just wink twice. Uh, but, yeah, two of those will be on the, the spotlight. So we'll have three books, not as many as we've had in the recent weeks. But Eric Shea doesn't mind that. Not at all. Oh. Dead by Daylight, unless the servers with... are down. Oh, they were down for two hours yesterday. I was losing my fucking mind. He must. He's sending Look, me messages. Jess was going to be late, like, you know, she wasn't coming home right away. She was going to go to the Y and something like, I have, like, I have so many hours I could sit down after work and play this game before she comes home and becomes the fun place and makes me stop playing. And then they were down. Then she's like, oh, I'm not going to go to the Y and swim today. So I'm like, I have no time at all. I couldn't play at all yesterday. And I was so furious. I thought you would be running online, Eric. Oh, my. I knew that something was wrong because I sent you a message and you responded. That's how I knew <laughs> I had nothing to do. I was bored. You had nothing to do but respond to my sorry ass. So, yeah, so two of those books with all that. Thanks, everybody, for listening once again. I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, we'll just cut this right off here, Eric. No reason for me to go on and tell everybody, hey, Is go to Twitter reason? at Weird Science DC or 
talk about the website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. I don't need to say the reviews there. <laughs> ah, yes, For a everybody. Time. No. Ah, but yeah, everybody check all that stuff out. It's in the show notes. You'll get the clickable links there. So thanks, everybody. What so do we clickable. say at the end, Eric? Everybody have a great week. Keep week. it weird. And we'll weird. see you in seven. See you in seven. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.